Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast, where I'm still sick, but doing it anyway. Um, Miles is just coming home from England with, I assume, some James Bond shit, but we'll find out next week. If not, I'll be disappointed. There should be some spycraft. And Steve is busy with 817 things. So I recruited some guests. So joining us again is Ryan. Hi, everyone. It's the shortest thing you've ever said on this podcast. I'm going to keep it real short today. Excellent. Uh, And Mark, Mark Johnson. Hi. Uh, he, he beat you already. even shorter God, i win God, i win it, that tv for the shortest speech thing that the oscar <laughs> you get the the jet ski you got right. the jet ski oh, right. yeah <laughs> yeah hi uh, thanks for having yes. me always a pleasure <laughs> yeah so we're recording this uh the wednesday after christmas and right before the end of the year uh so everyone's got their uh various spouses and or children presents so our present to you the listener is a new episode because I'm getting over the flu, but we're pressing on regardless. Um, did either of you get anything particularly interesting or movie related, or are you just givers at this point? I mean, yeah, it's mostly giving at this stage for me, but I we did buy a treadmill because um, <laughs> I need to lose some weight. And get you got a hint again. from your children is what you got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, health conditions and stuff. I guess the treadmill will help with the heart and those things. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's, it's a uh, good investment. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a stationary bike and a, and a heavy bag. So oh, nice. when I remember yeah. to use them, it's right. good for me. <laughs> but that's, that is another question entirely. Uh, uh, yeah. And then I guess, uh, what, are, what are the kids up to video games now mostly? Um, Caleb, my older son got, uh, the, I, the earbuds, the, uh, app, whatever those Air, are, the AirPods, iPod, AirPods, the, AirPods, the yeah. new generation one or whatever. And some Browns jerseys. Cause we like to, uh, wallow in shame on a regular say, basis. Yeah. 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 You can use oh, them yeah. also as like napkins to wipe away. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and Luke got a, uh, guitar was his big gift. Nice. A, a guitar and an amp. So I've been listening to, uh, him figure out how to play Iron Man all day, basically. <laughs> so that sounds delightful. I'm sure. Yeah. It's terrific. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I have to, I'm going to have to buy a new football jersey soon, too. Mike I White? stop buying quarterbacks when they get drafted. Yeah, it's got to be Mike White at this Mike point. Mike White? I mean, I have, uh, let's see, I've got a Sam Darnold. I've got a, a I got my Zach Ugh. Wilson. Oh, I, I went through, because I went to the game last Sunday before I got sick. Mark Sanchez. And literally the last thing I did. <laughs> I, I have a Sanchez. I was going to um, say. Yeah, I know you do. I, 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 I went through the, there's Chad Pennington in there. I have a Santana oh, Moss. Chad. Oh, Santana yeah. Moss. What a yeah. name, by the way. Just what a great name, Santana yeah. Moss. Yeah. Eric Decker. Oh, I remember um, that guy. And then I have one or two others. I mean, I have a name of something or other. And I think I have one more. I think I have a Brandon Marshall shirt. See, oh, I don't my. see. I don't own any Cowboys shirts or jerseys or anything. Yeah. because until they win something, I'm not going to give them my money. Fair. I, I, I would be I, owning all the Micah Parsons jerseys. Yeah, well, that's, though, the thing yeah with, that's a guy. That guy's a beast. Also with football, yeah. the players don't last long enough. So you're, you're yeah. just kind of buying it for the uniform. Yeah. Baseball, you just, can, I usually just buy Jerry's suits. You know there I mean? you go. Yeah. Right. Com- complete with uh, <laughs> questionable uh, views on the world. Well, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> if you're an owner well, in the NFL, it's kind of like comes with the territory. Yeah, it's kind of how you get the job. 
Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, at least in, in baseball, you can have like guys you think will be around for a long time. Even so, though I, my 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 Mets college is <laughs> who knows? Uh, replete with people right. that uh, I, don't know. I have Kirk Newenheis. I have uh, I have a Kaz hopefully, Matsui. Hopefully, you didn't buy that Korea uh, right. one soon. <laughs> Not yet. Three gonna, teams. Three teams work in out. like two weeks. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna end up on them eventually. Yeah, yeah hopefully it's physically. I heard his ankle. Some something about his, his ankle is his leg. But something. what do they care at this point? If it's just money, they'll they'll put in some language and would, as must as he be lasts nice, three or four man. years. Yeah, must be nice. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You could spend a billion dollars. You're still not beating the Astros next year anyway. So we'll see. Gotta get there. So <laughs> yeah. time will tell. They're just a um, first up today. Um, let's do uh, a different Ryan's question. He has a film hawk face off for us of DreamWorks animation films. Ooh. All right. So say which one you prefer. Chicken Run or Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit? And we can go Ryan Mark. I haven't seen um, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, so I'm going to go uh, Chicken Run. And I haven't seen Chicken Run, but I hate Wallace and Gromit, so <laughs> I'll just assume I like Chicken Run more. But, but Mark, you're like you're an old man. I thought you would love I know. like yeah. I, like there's something about the humor. I I can't. Is it too simple? I don't know. I don't know. I don't too know. Musical? I can't get into it. I mm. can't get into any of their stuff. I I wish I could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not my favorite either. So I guess yeah. I will go Chicken Run. Yeah, I just don't like I Wallace's. I just don't like Wallace's political views. But Gromit, you know, he's a little bit more progressive. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah, Wallace definitely didn't get the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shrek or Shrek Two? Um, I'm gonna go Shrek Two. Shrek Two is a lot of fun. You get Puss in Boots in there too. You know, like it, it's, it's both are I think are good movies. I think they're the only two good Shrek movies in the in the yeah no it, Shrek franchise. But I prefer to watch two more than one. I think. Yeah, that's tough. I I almost always go with the first when it comes to those things. So I'll I'll do Shrek the first one. I think I think both of you are right in that. Yeah, it's tough. When in doubt, you go with the first one of something. Yeah. But I do think Shrek 2 did everything Shrek did, maybe a little better. Yeah, and then they probably. completely shit the bed afterwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so would and you Shrek consider... It is rough. Would you consider Puss in Boots part of that then? No, or no yeah. it's, it's its own spinoff. It's, well, how I many mean, Puss in Boots movies are there? Because there's two. also a bunch uh, that went direct to video, right? Well, yeah. Well, the ones that were in theaters were the first Puss in Boots and then the one that just came out. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. I, um, I've but, never but seen the first of, one. You ever seen the first one? No, but I like this newer one. Oh, yeah. This yeah I don't even remember good. if I've seen the first one, but this new one surprised me. Yeah, yeah the, the first animation one, is amazing. first one has some hike, and there is uh, Kitty Softpaws, which is the greatest name in American <laughs> cinema history. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and then it Second has best name. Humpty Dumpty uh, played by uh, Zach Galifianakis. So nice. Oh, it's, my God. It's, yeah. It's second, second best name, Big Dick Richie. Still the best name. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Pussy Shrek Galore, Shrek. number three. Let's go. Right. I mean, there's Listen, plenty more. Can I tell you that? Uh, a lot so, of vagina. So Steve got a cat and he wanted, a, he was like asking for names. And I Honey just really wanted him to go with mm-hmm. Bond pun names. Because mm-hmm. uh, he had, he had, um, when we had done, I think Ryan, you might have still been on when we did the uh, the Bond podcast. Yeah, last I might, year I might have because yeah. then he didn't he uh, say he wanted one of the movies we called Doctor Pussy. Yes, Doctor Pussy. Oh, yeah, I, I, I want him to name the cat Doctor Pussy so badly. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear the theme song for Doctor Pussy, and it's sung by <laughs> Cardi B. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it writes itself. Uh, uh, B movie or Madagascar? 
Oh, oh no, I'm not getting into this B movie business because I know that the internet has this weird fetization with B movie, but <laughs> where they I mean, like, like it or I don't like, like it. It's like this weird. I don't know. Have you guys never seen that where like people no. are, like they they obsess about B movie because it's like a movie about yeah. essentially a B having a relationship with a woman. Yeah. And yeah, it's no, like what? And it's like blows people's mind. I'm like, I, I just movie. remember like, how much about? people people like the ads when it was all the voice cast like dressed as bees mm-hmm. yeah and i kind of yeah. wish that was the movie but i go madagascar yeah I, i'd probably go b movie i I love jerry seinfeld i do love seinfeld though but that movie's yeah. just i just haven't seen that movie in a long long time they're and both fine i had to watch it a couple times because my younger son loved it and so <laughs> I, I grew to like it i will say like the madagascar sequels are better than the first one but like i just oh, yeah okay. yeah yeah like the Fair. third one is actually pretty good hmm yeah. Well, we're talking about the first one. I'll go B movie. Yeah. Uh, Kung Fu Panda or How to Train oh. Your Dragon? Oh, man. Well, I mean, these are That's two the really good movies. Crop. Those are the like <laughs> the two best so far of anything you've mentioned. Those are like the yeah. Ratatouille and Wally of those. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Those are, oh, you know what I mean? The Wally and Toy Story. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with How to Train Your Dragon. Those those sequences in in IMAX 3D when it first came out were really really great and i think kung fu panda 2 is better than kung fu panda 1 damn you um, love sequels i think the yeah. sequels they improve because they get the character building but i think in the first how to train your dragon that's the best one of the bunch so yeah i'll go how, how about just... uh how about when it comes to the porn parodies how to drain your drink <laughs> oh is the sequel oh, better also wow. yeah yeah oh well, um, more like Kung Plow, did... Kung Plow Panda. <laughs> I stayed away from the the first porn parody I thought of for Kung Fu Panda. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So Mark, I, I think that. I would take <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I would take How to Train Your Dragon, but I'll take the film score for Kung Fu Panda over Kung Fu Panda, whatever you want to call it. But Kung Fu Panda, That's... the film score is amazing. I just love that um... you messed that up, Marcus. Right there on a silver. Listen, Kung Fu Panda. Okay, I messed up. Kung Pao, Kung Fu. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. He goes to the wrong place and he says Kung Flu, and suddenly he's got yeah. like he's on the ballot and somewhere. Yeah, yeah. In he's like, and he's running for yeah. governor of Georgia. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Mark, how? Why are you up for county commissioner? You're like, I didn't know I was. I said the wrong thing, and I wound up on the ballot. Uh, um, how to Train Your Dragon? I think is probably slightly better. Yeah, it's close. Close. How to Train Your Dragon Two or How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World? How to Train Your Dragon 2. The Hidden World, I feel like, is it's a good movie, but it's it's it, like the it's kind of spinning the wheels at this point. The ship like, had it, also sailed, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. it's kind of hard to top those first two. And then the third one's like, yeah, okay. Like it's still it's good, but it's not great. And so I, mm. I think the second one is really good too, with the first sure. one. Yeah, I, I think two is almost as good as the first one. So I yeah. I agree with two. And and the third one, I you know made it through it. Basically. Never, yeah. I'm probably never gonna re uh, like yeah, go back no. to it. Although, oh, yeah. I will admit, like the final shot of three is like like I mean, almost it's like Pixar triggering, like you know where Pixar just like like manipulates your emotions. That's what like the <laughs> sure. ending of yeah, the third one does. So okay. All right, and last up, the Prince of Egypt or Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Well, I mean, it's got to be Jesus. Um, I, I actually don't like that movie. 
Um, I I've never seen it. You guys are going to hell. Yeah. Um, I mean, if that's uh, no, the reason, I mean, someone's I, not paying attention. I'll, all honesty, like the new Puss in Boots is is a great movie. It's weird that it got paired with the Prince of Egypt. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out what the pairing is there. I mean, yeah. I can tell you, well, the weirder pairing is I paired it with uh, a man called Otto. That was my uh, oh, so, Ooh. yeah. Um, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but I think um, I think I'll think I'll go with the new Puss in Boots. But like the Prince of Egypt is not a bad movie. Like it's yeah that. It came out in 1998. That's what I was yeah. wondering. There's a window of animation where I I missed it. Right, he was and, too cool. He was too cool. Well, I was like 21 at that time. I'm not watching animated films, right? So yeah. there's you a period. Said 1998, like, not 1978. Right. <laughs> Mark, I was 21 <laughs> when Toy Story right. three might have come up, come out, and I definitely saw <laughs> yeah. it opening night. I was 18 when. Well, that that's Toy Story. Out. That's a different situation. I was like, I was like. I think I was like seven when the second Toy Story came out. Because like I definitely went. Well, I went to see Toy Story three in three D, unfortunately, and uh, yeah, and I remember being happy for the glasses because I cried almost immediately. Uh, let's see, that was June twenty ten, so I would have been twenty three. Hmm. So was Toy Story three, Toy Story three yeah. was twenty ten, right? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, because so it was right after Lost. It was, I was just a lost ended, and I was already an emotional wreck still. Yeah, and it. then the way that three like is is ending in the fire yeah, pit thingy. Yep. Mm. Oh my god! I mean, at the beginning was... when Bo Peep is just like killed off, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I was, I was, um, I was uh, about to go to college when that movie came out, and so imagine like the ending of that, where like Andy's like, "You can have all my toys. I'm going to college," and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, your child has gone." Like. like <laughs> You guys were going to college, and my second son was born. Well, there you go. Right. So we can always go back. What were the choices? We were having again? sex, and you had sex. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> what um, were the choices of this one? Oh, Prince of Egypt, and so I saw Puss in Boots and loved it. So I, I, I'm yeah. sure I'll, that's it's a cute. safe path. But I, I'll it's have right. to add Prince of Egypt mid, eventually. It, it begins and ends well. The, the middle is a little soft on, on yeah. Puss in Boots, but. Um, Honestly, it's just the animation, though. Like I thought, the yeah, it looked great was with the little, yeah, little awesome. like attacking yeah. and the splinters and the fingers. Yeah. It was yeah, cute. Like the, and the way it like, switched uh, genres of animation or whatnot. It yeah. just was really cool. Yeah, they, they it was surprisingly full of effort. I guess at this yeah. point, made me want to see it another. Could have been made me want to see another Shrek movie. Weirdly enough, to yeah. Hear, I mean, it literally ends with them. Spoiler alerts: going going Shrek, back essentially. Yeah, yeah. and that's like Ooh. all right. Yeah, that's right. Cool. I mean, I I don't know that. That's what I need Mike Myers to be up to, but there's a world in which it works. I mean, sure. It's got to be better than that this bad time. Netflix show we just did. Oh, what was that? I didn't even watch it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember he was signed on for something, and then I guess it went nowhere. Yeah, well, like nobody watched it. You know what I mean? Well, I know um, he keeps threatening to do another Austin Powers. I mean, that's not a bad thing. <sighs> Maybe. I th- I don't know that there's another idea there, though. Uh, the Pinter, the Pinter, yeah, the pen, Pentaverit or whatever, Pentaverit, yeah, 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 that's what it was. And he was Never in Amsterdam, yeah, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, I mean, Amsterdam was whatever, he wasn't the reason that movie had its detractors. No, it's everything else, yeah. I, I it was fine, it was aggressively fine, yeah. Um, did either of you see Otto yet? I keep pushing it off, Otto. I keep pushing it off. Well, because have uh, you seen, you've seen Ove, right? I loved Ove. Yeah, I Ove's think you'll good. like this one. So I I remember not getting quite the fuss over over Ave. Like I liked it. Okay. But I it's I don't, Ove, I don't right? Is it Ove, Ove or Ove? 
Ove, Ove. I think it's Ove. I'm, I'm not. I'm not I can't remember. So, okay. <laughs> uh, you guys. I don't know. Well, I remember the movie being well done, and I liked it. But I didn't. It didn't like get me emotional in the way that that Otto did. And it's the same movie. Like you've seen it. You know exactly okay. what's going to happen. Um, and I think part of it is Tom Hanks. I think part of it is just he's a good crank because he's also like, you know, America's dad. So you have that invested in him that I think maybe you don't with an actor you're not as familiar with. Also, there's just, you know, you guys remember the story kind of, right? Well enough. Yeah, to, yeah he goes, yeah. goes on like a road trip with his daughter or something. If I remember. No. Mm. Didn't he? No, he's he's the widow. And he has the family move in next door. Which one? Uh, a man, a man called over. Now a man called out her. I don't know. Never saw it. All right. Well, then I won't say what happens for Ryan because he might see it. But no, um, I'm probably. I, not thought he, I thought it involved his daughter. In a, uh, hmm. he, he doesn't have children. Um, in the O so, one. Oh yeah. Well. What's, Maybe uh, it's his neighbor then, and not his daughter. I don't know. I remember her as the. Well, daughter. Here, I'll bring. I'll. I'll give you the. Uh, give you the plot synopsis of the original, so we're not spoiling the new one, even though it's the same yeah. one. Sixty-year-old widower Ove lives in a townhouse neighborhood where he used to be chairman of the of the neighborhood association. So he's replaced by his former friend, who's now paralyzed after a stroke. He's depressed after his wife uh, died from cancer re- recently. He starts to retire. He wants to kill himself, and then he notices the the family moving in across the street. Okay. Sort of befriends them. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't remember this movie. No, I, I do remember it. I, I I think I'm misremembering the neighbor. I think you're thinking of when daughter. he teaches her. He teaches her to drive. Yeah, maybe because she shows yeah. up naked at a party at, toward the end. Nope, that's Tony Erdman. Oh my god, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Is Tony we're just, Erdman? We're just showing your age, Mark. Oh, oh this name, is great. name oh, that this movie. Going, this couldn't be going better. Tony Erdman. Oh my god, I remember. I love that Tony Erdman. Tony Erdman also it. isn't a road trip movie. Oh my god, maybe I do need to see it. I'm, I know I've seen a man named Ove, but I yeah. don't remember it at all now. Because if we were, because if you recall, this is the, the most time, anyone's ever talked about these movies, by the way. Well, I mean, that <laughs> the one, longest which is funny because Ove is a two time Academy Award nomination, uh, nominee because it got yes. foreign language, but also got that makeup and hairstyling nomination that confused everyone. Oh yeah. my god, I'm reading the synopsis um, for Tony Erdman. You're totally right. Yeah, well, this one is. Holy shit! If you if you did watch and like Ove, yeah. you'll like Otto because yeah. it's very much okay. the same movie. But Tom um, Hanks doing doing his like old coot type thing is very entertaining. So yeah, I talked to Clayton about it earlier today actually, and he he liked it a lot. So if yeah. you're both if you're both giving it the thumbs up, I'll. I haven't I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't. Seen yeah, it. I think some well, to no, some I mean, degree. Enjoy giving it thumbs uh, up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think to yeah. some degree it's also lowered expectations because it yeah. you know the initial trailer kind of looked. A yeah, little crappy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just it I seemed have unnecessary. Other, yeah, I have other things I'm trying to catch up for before the end of the year. So and, uh, was and it'll probably be one of the last things I catch up with. Yeah. So I <laughs> yeah. I I I saw it the night before uh CCA voting. It just happened to be on the platform. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like so for those who don't know, we get um mostly the opportunity to see everything before we vote. Sometimes yeah. you can't, just that's the way it works. And sometimes, like, I think the the press screening was that Monday, so it wouldn't have worked out. But you'll get all these promotional emails. And and you get ad blindness at a certain period of time of, like, all right, I got 18 emails about seven different films. Uh, I, I've right. seen them. Like, what, what do you want me to do? 
you can you can look at a thing on the score to this movie and and a thing on the production design of that movie. And one of them was an email from for a man called Otto, and it was about the song. I was like, oh, cool. Rita Wilson did a song because she did a song for um, The Outpost a couple of years ago. And I'd interviewed her and Rod Lurie and like they were lovely. It's like, OK, that's cool. And she's doing one for a movie that she produced with her husband. Like, I'm into it. I like that kind of like story. And then below the email was like, oh, click to watch the film. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I guess this is what I'm doing with the rest of my night. And it hit me better. Than, it hit me more than I thought. And yeah. I uh, I recently I spoke to Rita Wilson again about it. And it was it was actually funny to to hear her talk about like her and Tom Hanks deciding what movie to make. And they both really liked the book and they liked the movie. So they were they were coming from the right place. But she was saying she wanted him to make like another romantic comedy. And, and he was kind of going like, I don't know, like, who am I going to be in a romantic comedy with anymore? And I was making fun of her. I was like, were you telling your husband to, to like go make a movie where he kisses a 20 year old? And she thought that was very funny. He's just like, oh, I don't know. I joked that he uh, he had to sleep with her to get the role in this one. She's like, he's been making that exact same joke. So, I'm glad that Tom Hanks and I immediately went to like, yep, slept with the producer. Um, it's a cute movie. I think nice. you, I think you guys will like it. Very much mainstream Hollywood movie. But hitting at the right point that it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if that fifth slot an actor goes to Hanks, since that yeah. fifth slot is a mystery. Yeah, right. Which we'll talk about. Actually, let's talk about the. In one moment, I think I have one other question that I want to, because one of the other questions was about like podcast favorite moments of the podcast and Mark's been on two episodes. So those are his favorites. We know that. <laughs> right. Obviously. Come on. Exactly. Uh, here, uh, someone, uh, one for summer, Samuel Lachlan says question for a future podcast. Should actors be able to get two nominations in one category? I know Mark has a strong opinion one way or the other on this because of course he will. <laughs> Yeah, of course. They said, I think it should only have happened once in each of the acting categories. Uh, Lead actress, 2008, Kate Winslet, Revolutionary Road, The Reader. She wins for the wrong film. That's me adding that. Uh, Lead actor, 2006, DiCaprio, Departed, Blood Diamond. Supporting Mm -hmm. actress, 2002, Meryl Streep, The Hours and Adaptation. Supporting actor, 1990, De Niro, Awakening, and Goodfellas. So that's what this person says. Yeah. Should actors be able to be nominated twice in the same category? First of all. Yeah. Like Colin Farrell would be a perfect Colin Farrell yeah. would be a perfect example of that this year. Yeah. So like, currently they're not, right? Yeah. So right. No. what do we rem- does anyone remember offhand the exact rule? So let's say Colin Farrell was fifth and sixth place or fourth and fifth place. He only gets nominated for the fourth place uh, fil- film, right? I believe so. I believe so his like fifth his lo- fifth place votes are thrown. But like out, if he had like after Yang and Banshees, if Banshees is higher than I believe, then yeah. Yeah. So his the votes toward uh Yang are just not counted, essentially. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, yeah, I don't Which I understand stupid. why that vote exists. I understand why that rule exists, but yeah, I, I don't think I like it. I mean, it would be weird if you had a, a year where like a guy was nominated three times. You know, twice in one category and a third in a second category, but I don't feel like it would happen often enough that you need to legislate against it. I mean, like it's it's I don't know of many instances where there is like that divide, I guess, because usually I, I mean we've done this long enough, there does become a consensus around of a performance. I mean yeah. I think it's even becoming more of a rare thing now of 
an actor getting, you know, kind of like the Jamie Foxx where they get the lead and then they, and then they also get a supporting nomination for something I else. Mean, like Chadwick Boseman, I guess was the last one, right? Well, no, I mean, he only got, well, um, he didn't get in, but like, that was the last. Yeah. That was heavily. like the last, like where we were all like, well, could he get both for like exactly. you know, supporting actor and, uh, and then lead actor for Ma Rainey and supporting for Defy Bloods. Um, so it's, I don't know. I always, I always think that like, you should have if somebody is good and i'm sorry if they're the best performance and they've given two great performances that year we shouldn't like well then yeah. screw that performance over there like it's clear like those are they deliver two of the best of the five performances in their category well, it's it's on you as the voter that then decide am i sacrificing another performance yeah. i like to cite that person twice but i mean if sometimes yeah. people People deliver uh, deliver undeniable performances. Right. Like, yeah. Let's well, let's mean, say yeah. let's say Daniel Day Lewis makes There Will Be Blood and Lincoln both in the same year. <laughs> right. Let's say he does that. Yeah. What a year! Well, that right? would, oh my god! Right? Like, right. how do you first choose? Of all, first of all, right? wow. But yeah. yeah, let's let's say he does because that happens. Maybe not to that level, but people make more than one movie. Um, why would you not want to nominate both performances? <laughs> right. I mean, and then you end up with like. Sp- vote splitting where oh yeah then a third person and then someone else wins yeah some somebody else can get it. yeah so um if, if i guess what wins it, for lame is i, I oh, guess no. what it comes down to if you can only do one that actor somebody i'm actually going to compare this to <laughs> so oh, my senior year in high school you know how oh. they do superlatives like best yes. looking best dress whatever that was the first year they ever did them correct right right yeah. way back in the 1800s there we you had go. mark one best... for the person they expected to travel the shortest to get to the reunion best wig to wear in court <laughs> yeah most powder on your wig best arith best arithmetic skills um <laughs> but no seriously what what they did in our high school is if you were nominated for more than one award they or it wasn't not you could be nominated for as many as you want, but you could only win one, one, mm. right? That way others could win. Um, so you, if you did win more than one, they awarded you the one you won by the biggest percentage or something like that. So hmm. I don't know where where the hell I'm even going with that story because I've lost. He just wanted people to know that he won an award in high school. I did. I won an award. Um, but no, they. But that's. I don't even know where the hell I was going with it. It made sense in my but, head. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, if <laughs> if if somebody, I guess if Daniel Day Lewis got both of those performances in the same year, was up for for both, you could just pick the higher vote getter if you wanted. Yeah. But and and or how about this? You got five people nominated, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, Ryan gets nominated for two movies. Both of his movies hey. he made were in the same category in the same year, and both of them ended up in the top five. Hell yeah. yeah. What I would do then is say whoever was six into the five spot and have Ryan's spot be both movies. Why not say Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln and There Will Be Blood? That's an like interesting have a, like, like have a like what uh I believe it was New York critics that gave Colin Farrell best actor for both yeah. after Yang and Banshee's of Sharon. Like a dual right. like because I mean, Mark, we, we kind of say that a lot, right? You know, we yeah. kind of joke that like somebody like Alicia Vikander, she didn't win her Oscar for the Danish right. girl, she wanted for ex machina. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? We hear that exactly. crap all the it time. Can, like that could work. The mm. I, I guess the you know, the devil's advocate of it all is somebody who is in five movies that you're only nominated sure. for one performance. How come I'm not considered for my other four things, especially if... Well, no, no. It's only if they get nominated for both. Exactly. So Ryan, but I so can if see... Daniel, 
So if Daniel Day-Lewis's Lincoln finishes in the top five and Daniel Day-Lewis's There Will Be Blood, both in the same year, both of those performances are two of the five. Yeah. Let's say he made two other films that year. We don't mention those other two okay. because they weren't in the top five. We only mentioned the ones that were in the top five, but let's make it combined into his one nomination, but it's for two films. That could work. The other I way, the other thing, great. the yeah. other thing you could do, and this is less elegant, let's say, but also would work, was if somebody is nominated twice, you add a sixth nominee. Or that, yeah. So that, but, look, but look at it this way, though. Here's the problem, and here's why I like combining it. Because if you don't combine it and they're nominated twice, again, you have vote splitting. Yeah. Right. But how much does it make sense that if Daniel D. Lewis or whoever makes two top five worthy performances in a year, they should have an advantage yeah. by having them represent both? Right. Could you imagine if sure. Kate Winslet is on that ban ballot for the reader, the reader and Revolutionary Road? Yeah. Can, Revolutionary can I Road. can I tell you that it would keep me from voting for her? Because I'd be like, I'm not voting for the reader. I can't help it. It sucks. (laughs) No, Uh, I I mean, you would be voting for for Revolutionary Road and somebody else uh, might be voting for the reader and they go to the same category. Yeah. I mean, like Mark, under that, like sort of, you know, banner of everything, then you would be like, okay, you have like Daniel in this scenario, Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, nominated for these two films as one spot. And then like some, you know, let's say it's like a Richard Jenkins for the reader sort of situation pops in there. Right. And he's the person that was six and got in. Yeah. Yep. And then then you have to like, wouldn't it be interesting if like you have these Daniel Day Lewis performances, right? Yep. Up against something like, I don't know, like what's an all time performance? Like Anthony Hannibal Hopkins Lecter. and the father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, or something yeah. like that. And you're going like, Oh, what the hell? Do I nominate this uh, dual achievement for this year or this all time other great performance? And then you have like yeah. that really big conversation. Of, like, is it the totality of it or is it the singular? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I would I would argue that somebody who had two of the top five performances, they probably deserve to win it. Oh, Even I mean, if, yeah. Right. Even if Hopkins yeah. is the one and Day Lewis is the two and three or two and five. That's pretty outstanding. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But also too, it's 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 the thing of like, well, if how far is the one from the two? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Something's got to be done because it seems silly to say, yeah. well, you can't be nominated for that other one. And cause, like, because yeah. I, I think Di- DiCaprio is probably the best example. He probably had no chance of winning for Blood Diamond, but he might have won for Departed. I don't know. Well, the I film think like ended up winning picture, right? So this also like feels like more of like a question for like the below the line categories, like cinematography. Or score, you know, if somebody well, has yeah, like, I mean, you know, if somebody has like three scores in a year and they were like, yeah. like the best scores and like yeah. overall, you know, what I mean, like then they should just get nominated for their yeah. body of work. Rather, I mean, than these are all one. good ideas. The problem right. is we're right. we're talking about a, a thing that had to be cajoled into showing all of their categories at the show again. So yeah, that's fair. We're oh we're a ways away from fixing the the next problems. Um, we're gonna talk. Of, let's do predictions in a moment. First, let's let you guys do your top tens. If you have them, oh, and I then do. we can we can talk. Uh, Mark, do you have yours? I do. I I do. Ha- unfortunately, have to put an asterisk and say it's not oh, finalized. I still want to see a couple of these again. What uh, what do you, what are you missing of note? No, I'm not really missing anything. I just want to make sure. Wanna, there's yeah. a there's like four or five of my top fifteen ish that I want to see again. Mm, just fair to see enough. How they hold up. So, for an example, like Babylon. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are shitting on Babylon. I liked Babylon a lot. It was a ton of fun, but yeah. I worry how it holds up a second viewing. Sure. I'm in mean, no hurry to rewatch it. I'll, right. I'll it freely be, admit that. It might be one of those movies that's so crazy that it's entertaining, but yeah. then when you've already seen it, uh, I'm a little worried. So Possible. I want to I yeah, see it. Uh, this is temp- let me this read is a my, tentative list. 
I'll read my 15 honorable mentions, and then you guys can do your honorable mentions if you have. Um, we don't really need to comment unless something is notable. Uh, Apollo 10 and a half. I'm the only one who remembers that movie existed. I haven't seen it. Yet. Uh, I gotta watch that. It's so yeah. good. It's a link ladder like nostalgia yeah. animated movie. It's perfect. Uh, yeah. Avatar The Way of Water. Barbarian. The Batman. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Breaking. Either of you see that? I've seen Breaking. No, oh, I, I have a quote on the have a quote on the poster of that movie. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Love Dog. It. Fresh. Glass Onion. Pleasure. Mark, did you ever watch Pleasure? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, you would like that movie. <laughs> what, a, what a question. Just in your Mark. mother's eyes, Trebek. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you would like Pleasure. It's a, it's a very good character. Study you would like Pleasure. Make it important. Yeah. I like it a lot. Oh. So you so you wince when you sat down earlier. Did you have a date last night, Trebek? <laughs> oh, they're both dead. That's sad. Uh, RRR. Yeah. Scream Senior, the movie about Mark, and Women Talking. <laughs> Wait, seriously, did you see Senior? I haven't seen Senior either. Yeah, oh, once it got, once it got cut from it. the short list, I was like, all right. I'll, Senior's I'll, good, I'll, I'll catch up to Mark, it. Yeah, so good. I think I like it. That's, yeah, Mark, that's what I it hear. would have been on your top 10 also, and I'm not making fun of you. Yeah, yeah. But if you'd gone to tell your ride, you would have seen it and you would have uh, sl- blown uh, Robert Downey Jr. and it would have been on your top 10. <laughs> a thousand percent what would have happened. You would have loved it at tell your ride. Good for RDJ. Right? Uh, yeah. Like a Mark Johnson special. <laughs> like, I love you 3000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's such a Terrific. it's such a it's such a nice movie though. Yeah. Like I, if I, I told you out of context that like he would essentially be like in pajamas eulogizing his father again you'd be like that's weird what a weird fucking hippie he is mm-hmm. by the time you watch you're like no that's exactly what you should be doing for this guy like it's such a good look at their relationship and it didn't it's not how they planned it it's just kind of how it happened as they were making it yeah. also it's the guy who made american movie my favorite documentary of all time yeah Love so, you, so you want our 15 man uh that was uh, that those were my honorable mentions so if oh, you have anything that missed the cut that you want uh, to of of our ten, now. yeah. Anything um, beyond your ten, you'd like to mention now? Feel free to. Yeah, um, Mark's gonna get mad at me here in a second. Um, so yeah, I, oh, I'll no. just do twenty to eleven. I know it's so, coming. So twenty is uh, the Eternal Daughter for me. Okay. Uh, then I had Crimes of the Future, <laughs> uh, Bones and All, and uh, all the Bones, uh, Glass Onion, nice. sixteen, uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Um, Mark, did you see that? Yes, I love it. Yeah, it's great. It took me uh, a while to fall into it, but I liked it by the end. Fifteen is the Batman. Mm. Um, fourteen, uh, hold my hand. It's a uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Um, <laughs> like which one is that now? <laughs> the one about the Beatles, uh, right? Uh, Thirteen, Fire of Love. Uh, twelve is Great oh, Freedom. Fire of Love. Yeah, I, I love Fire of Love. Um, yeah. uh, twelve is Great Freedom. Have you guys seen that movie? Mm, I have Great not. Freedom? not. No, uh, it's like it's really good. It's um, uh, what's that guy? Fran uh, Rozkowski, and he plays like a, a guy uh, in uh, like post-war Germany, right? Sounds and like he, a real upper. He well, he's um, you know, in Germany at the time, obviously, like homosexuality is is deemed uh, like verboten. 
Exactly. And so um, he's he builds like this relationship, uh, not like a, a sexual relationship, but just a really close bond with this very homophobic uh, cellmate of his. And it's like mm. a like a 30 year span. It's not based on a real story or anything, but it's really beautiful storytelling and one of the better performances of the year. And it was a movie that was on the festival scene last year, but got released this yeah, year. Yeah, sort the of name thing. is familiar. And it's uh, it's on movie movie. Uh, that mm-hmm. you know that platform that has decision to leave. So yes, that's basically uh, what known as this year. And uh, my number eleven is um, as of right now. This can change, Mark. So come down. Is all quiet on the Western Front. It just oh, all right. Hey, that's right on right on the outside of the. Top we see time. we see over hundred <laughs> movies a year. Eleven is very high. I mean, like eleven eight. I saw a hundred. I've seen hundred and seventy five. Oh my! I wound God. up at three oh eight. Oh, yeah. you gotta be you gotta be kidding me! Three hundred. <laughs> I'm at like 120 well, something. So I mean, that's still uh, pretty uh, good, Mark. Which isn't bad. No, <laughs> 300. But yeah, there's, the thing is, what? you know, the festivals help, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Joey yeah. sees but a lot. There's of also a lot of bad movies. A lot of crap that I'll. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of crap. Yeah, I. Well, here I'll. I'll not everything I, I is never, a stake. All right. <laughs> yeah. So here's. So I went on to my letterbox. The the eight films on page four, after the 300, uh, the monsters. Was the worst thing I saw this year. That's bad. I didn't even know that was a movie this year. It's the Rob Zombie movie. It's so oh. bad that it debuted oh. on Netflix and it's not a Netflix movie. Okay. Um, Firestarter, awful. Master Gardener. I haven't. The Masturbating Gardener. Oh, is that the um, uh, Paul Schrader movie? I haven't seen I hate it. Oh, really? Okay. And I, listen, I didn't like um, First, Refor- yeah. or, um, First Reform, but I whoa, understand ooh. why people did. I, I did like Hard Counter, though. Really? I didn't like Card Counter. Yeah. yeah, I did and this not is like the, Card Counter. This movie, Master Gardener, also opens with a man sitting at like an empty, sparse desk writing. Mm. So it's the same thing, just troubling. Not See, card, card Counter, I couldn't get over that one song he kept playing the entire time, and I wanted to kill yeah. myself listening to it. <laughs> you gotta know when the whole... The not that one. Just that. <laughs> it was just, oh, it was bad. Don't even make me... Um, other things, there was The Desperate Hour, which I think was called something else. Mm. At TIFF last year, that's the Naomi Watts like trying the school shooting. Oh yeah, that thing. really like, sad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an Eraser sequel that I got sent to DVD for, and was like, this sucks. Um, the new Fantastic Beast movie sucked. Uh, Father oh. Stew sucked. Things like that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Uh, you mean the secrets? The secrets yeah, of the, Dumbledore? I mean, I don't <laughs> like Harry Potter, so like, oh, man, the secrets. How are Mark. you? How old are you, Joey? Thirty-five. How are you 35 and you hate Harry Potter? Mark, you, I that was, was your, that was in your sweet spot. Yeah, Mark, no, I was, trust uh, me, when you, pro. Mark, find out the secrets of Dumbledore? <laughs> your socks okay. are going to get knocked off, my friend. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm curious where like a movie Mark didn't like shows up on his list. Like, Mark, you probably didn't like Bodies, 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 right? You know, I didn't really like it when it ended, and then it kind of I sat Has with it. Grown it. On you? No, I wouldn't say grown, but I I get it. I get it more now. If you had to guess, I'm... what number would you put that on your list? On like my... number a hundred? Oh no, it, no. I, if I saw one hundred and twenty-ish movies, I'd probably say it's around eighty. All right, I'm not. I'm just curious where it came from. Do you want to guess? I've seen one hundred and seventy-five, Joe. You want to guess where it's at so, for now? Um, fifty-five. Nope. Lower. 88. Lower. 110. Lower. Oh, wow. So you didn't. How many movies did you see? 175. 174. No, it's not that low. It's 128. (laughs) 
Um, I think it's at, so I checked mine. Let's see, uh, 199, 98, 96, 91. It's actually 82 for me. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mark, honorable yeah. mentions. So I'm going to, I have a few that are in contention for my 10 still. I'll give you those 10. But sure. before I give you those 10, I'm going to add an honor men- honorable, honorable mention, which is oh. The Quiet Epidemic. Which okay. is a documentary about Lyme disease and how the CDC continues to deny that it even exists and whatnot. And I, you put that I, one I wish... on Christmas night. Was that you put that one on Christmas night? <laughs> right. No, my brother has the children my around. Has Lyme this. disease, though. Mm-hmm. My brother has Lyme disease, so it was very like you personal. know personal type watch, and I was able to get the uh, them to allow him to see the screener when when I talked oh. to the producers and whatnot. So it was really, really nice and. Um, but it's it's a really powerful movie. If you, uh, I, I wish it would have had a bigger. It had an Oscar qualifying run, but I don't know a single other person that's seen it. Um, so if you get a chance to find that somewhere, I highly recommend it. If you like docs about uh, sure. the government kind of screwing us over, there you go. Uh, my honorable mentions would be all the beauty and the bloodshed. Love oh, that documentary. Probably movie. my favorite of the year. Uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth, Elvis, RRR, Hustle. Uh, hold my hand. I guess it's been retitled. Yep. Hold yes. my hand. Hold my <laughs> hand. Some Top Gun Maverick action there. Uh, Marcel, the shell, uh, the Batman, close, and the Northman. Ooh, close. Mm, interesting. North. All right. Let's all do our number tens. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, my number tens. Uh, white noise. Ooh, yeah, no, no, I like white noise, so. but not as much as uh, as you do, apparently. I'm telling you, like that rewatch of it, it just really made me laugh. I think it might be like my favorite Bombach. I'm usually like in or out on Bombach stuff, and I was not a big fan of Marriage Story, as you guys both know. And I don't know, this movie just has like him kind of swinging for the fences in this connection. Oh, it's a big swing. Thing. Yeah, and I, I just deeply admire him doing that. And uh, and kind of after I felt like it, marriage story was a little safe. This this feels like a big swing, and yeah, I really liked it. So it's closer to like seventy for me, but that's still good. Like Mark, do you see it? For example, it's sandwiched between Wendell and Wild and the outfit for me. Mark, I I did see it. I I had a very hard time with it. The way they talk to each other, it was. Like nails on a chalkboard for me. And oh, it's man. funny because you said you didn't like Marriage Story. I loved Marriage. Story. I know, I know you did. It's like a, we're, we're a flip on Noah. There, we're a flip I, on I love, I love, I love Marriage Story, and I usually like Noah yeah. Baumbach. I like this one, but it was definitely to, a movie that only exists because Netflix is willing to pay for it. I had to talk with him for like a couple of minutes, like after the film. At, at it is interesting, and, dude. Yeah, and we were just kind of. I was like talking about it, like in the context of like it feeling like. The closest thing I've seen in a while to something that Altman would do, and you know, he sure he, he really was like, yes, that was kind of the inspirations for a lot of the yeah. stuff. And did you hear him on. talk about after he found out that he and and Greta were writing Barbie? No. Apparently, she when she took the meeting was like, "I'm in, I'll do it." And you know what? No, will write it with me. And they were like, "Well, yeah." And she came home and told me, "He's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't have an idea for Barbie. Why? Why did you say I would do this?" Like. <laughs> Just the puzzlement of like, wait, I, I have a job now of Barbie. Just to, like, just to see his name and sort of like bedazzlement on the Barbie yes. trailer was kind of funny enough. You know? But it I like the film. Enough. I think Driver's yeah. incredible. And in I think Gerwig's. Please, They're both very please, good. She needs to be more in front of the camera as much as she's behind the camera because she's a fantastic actress. But Don Cheadle's just <laughs> absolutely wonderful in that movie. God damn it. The, the scene with I'm, I'm, the Nazis and Elvis is just 
wonderful. It's wonderful. better than anything in Elvis. In the in the final Aww. like in credit stuff, like that in credit song from the original song and everything. Oh, so good. Just leaves you toe tapping out out of the uh, off, sure. off to the next thing on Netflix, I guess. All right. Mark, number 10. <clears throat> so for now, number 10, I have Babylon. Um, again, I kind of talked about it a minute ago. Wild, crazy ride, and and I really enjoyed it. And I love, you know, I'm guilty. I think I, I think actually Ryan, I think Ryan or somebody. Yeah, I was about to say, I love you 3000. I, I loved it. They're like, oh, I'm surprised you liked a Chazelle film. But yeah, you're able to take Chazelle's dick out of your mouth for a second. <laughs> <and tell laughs> <what you're> like, <laughs> right. Listen, I love everything he's done. Babylon was like the way that you were just talking about Bumbach. This is, I think, a swing for the fence kind of situation. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's 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 up and down. There's so much good in it, and then there's some you know moments where you're like, whatever. So I that's yeah. again, that's why I want to see it again, see how it holds up a second time. But it was at the very least, I enjoyed the hell out of it. You know, it was fun. Um, my number ten is also Babylon. Oh, sweet. Mm. I, so yeah, I have I have a similar situation. So I read the script a year or two ago, okay. and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like I don't know how they're gonna make this. And, yeah. And, Boy, he came close to that script. It didn't didn't seem like they changed a lot. Yeah. The things that I was like not my favorite part remain. Like I don't need the third act like detail into her having a life of crime. Like that was like there's a lot of movie already. Yeah. Do we really yeah, yeah. need to do this? Yeah. The payoff that, there is I very agree. low. Um and then there's just there's sometimes too much going on. Like I don't need <laughs> like I love the party scene for the True. most part. But yeah. like you don't need the guy falling through the window in the background. Like he he indulges, I think some like slapstick stuff a little more than you need but there's but, but there is the there's the one scene that's slapstick that is one of my favorite scenes of the year in any film which is that um that scene where they're filming like her go- first day of college or whatever it is where they oh yeah no the, the first the first scene of sound is amazing it's one of the oh best scenes of the year god it's so great everything on a film set in that movie is yeah for, phenomenal yeah it's so good um I, yeah uh, it's it's a lot of movie yeah i don't um <laughs> where did you fall with uh I, I, I 69 <laughs> oh man i really should put it at number 69 no i i just I, like it is a movie that i admired so much about it and everything and like look i'm i go back and forth on giselle i don't hate him i just think that like some of his stuff is is way super indulgent or very much like copying manipulating other people's work and stuff and like i think the final five ten minutes of this movie are just like extremely insulting to like myself and to others like i just could not stand what it tried to tie itself into by the end but i you were waiting for the last shot to be of uh la la land right i just was like waiting for it to like (laughs) no i actually think like if you want to tie it into what it ties into at the end that's fine but then the montage is just like go right to hell like it's in mm-hmm. and so but i think like brad pitt's really good i think some of the performances uh, uh supporting performances are really good as well i think like i could probably i was kind of wishing that it was actually maybe emma stone rather than margot robbie because i just don't think that she's really that good in the film uh i think the character i think she's good but it would have been interesting to see yeah. emma stone go wild that. more. yeah i want to see that yeah you know and i thought calva was a was a missed bag. Um, and I felt like a lot of the influence, I felt like, you know, I don't know how much he really, I, I know this sounded bad to say, but I don't know how much he really loves cinema. And uh, I don't know how much of like this is homage or like the takedowns that some people think it is as well. I think it's like a fine movie that 
if I watch again, I don't know if I'll get more or less out of. Well, but... Mark, next time you guys are in bed, why don't you ask him? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let you know what he says. I still think yeah. First Man is his best movie. And I, you know, I, I uh, Whiplash, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, that's the thing about those th- those three, because those two in La La Land. Yeah. I, I wouldn't argue with anybody, whatever order. <laughs> I love I love them all at a very high level, but Mark, La La Land probably you like First Man, one. First Man, right? First Man was my number one movie of yeah, 2018. That's right. Yep. First Man was my top five. I, th- I think yeah. it was three that year. I think it was The Star is Born. Sorry to bother you, First Man. That might have been my top yeah. three. I'm not a La La Land guy, as you guys know that. But like, yeah. and Whiplash is a movie that, like, oh, God, I, I want to. I love I loved it too, but I kind of want to see it because I don't know if it's like some of it may has not aged well in my head. I, I, I'm it's okay. definitely due for a rewatch. Yeah, yeah rewatch. Sure. All right, number nine. Uh, Women talking. Sarah Pauly's film. Um, mm, we I saw just, that together. We saw that together at Telluride. Um, and I, uh, my forewarning of what was going to happen to that movie <laughs> turned out to be very accurate. It turns out. <laughs> uh, Mark, we and- we saw it at, at Telluride, and you know it got a very strong reception, and yeah. we were in the car that Netflix provided going to Bardo and it's two of us and like three or four other people. And everyone's talking about how many nominations it's going to get and all that. And I was like, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but watch a world where it gets one nomination. And it's just Ben Wishaw. Oh my <laughs> and, God. And wow. I've almost overshot it. Like this is a movie that's going to get like adapted screenplay and maybe nothing else. No, nah, I think it's we'll talking about it a little bit. I we'll talking about it a bit, but it, I think it's going to get in picture still. So I think it's I still have it in picture, but it definitely needs to to hit a PGA or something like that. It needs it needs I, a and thing. I don't I don't think she's out of director yet either. No. I don't know that they even have her out of director, but yeah. if there's a movie that could have used like some degree of attention, because also yeah. it came out on Friday and nobody knows that it did. Uh, oh, but yeah. I, I had warned that like as good a movie as it is, and it is a good movie, was honorable mention in my yeah. in my list. It it's not really made for anyone. It's it's cinema, you know. It's made for people who want to watch cinema. Yeah. But who are you recommending it to beyond people who will go to the movies no matter what? No. And that's that's where we we're noticing. Honestly, the older I get, I'm turning into Mark. I don't give a shit about other people. I just yeah. Uh, well, that's true. Them. Listen, fuck them, right? Yeah. Listen, there's gonna be like many a movie on my yeah, list. right? Like Mark, all, right. like Mark, Mark. And I've talked about this over the years. I'm like, yeah, fuck people. People are the worst. Yeah. I just yeah. care about yeah. what I want to see and what and yeah. when I when I. I mean, there's just this beautiful, you know, angry, um, heartbreaking conversation that it's just like one of the like tensest thrillers and yet sweetest poems I've seen in quite some time. I don't give a shit about the stupid color grading bullshit that people are talking about no. online. I think the movie is beautiful in many ways um, in the way it looks and the way it's depicting um, these, you know, this community of Mennonite women who are trying to, yeah. you know, to get out of there. And I think, I think it's the best ensemble of the year. It's not even close. It's like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like name a performance. And then you talk about another actress, like, yeah, Talk about Sheila McCarthy. And everybody and, has a different you know, favorite performance. That's what yeah, that's what and, that's yeah. kind of like spotlight was wherever yeah. you know whoever you talk to is different different answer. Exactly. Sure. And no, so it's, it's, I just it's great. Yeah, I think it's probably the best adapted screenplay of the year. And yeah. um it's um, one of I have I have yeah. There's a couple adapted screenplays still to come on my list, I prefer, but I don't know if they're better. Yeah. Um that's we'll a point. Mark, number nine. My number nine is Tar. Uh, Kate Blanchett, anything she's in, I can watch and usually love. And uh, there's 
that movie kind of works in scenes almost for me where yes. you know, like the opening scene is amazing. The scene where um, she's basically about to get canceled or whatever you want to call it, where she's messing with that guy I thought was so fascinating to watch. And she's just, I think it's really just Blanchett more than anything, you know, whatever you put her in, she's going to be just absolutely amazing and, and sure. worth the watch. So, that was my nine. And again, that's one I need to rewatch to see if it gets higher than nine. I do. Mm. I do want to rewatch at some point. It's a little, yeah. yeah. it's a big ask. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's why a I lot just of these missed my lunch. <laughs> it was um, like around 30, 35 okay. for me. So not far off from that. Uh, yeah. She's, she's unimpeachably great. My number nine yeah. is Hustle. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah. That movie just lingered as like, yeah. That's a, that's a Joey movie. I can see. I can see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. It's I love it. I like Sandler. Yeah. And I like yeah. that it's it's not far removed from a happy Madison style movie, but played straight. Like yeah. what if he was a dogged, you know, sort of hang dog assistant coach scout yeah. and played exactly that, like that. And I think it helps that, you know, Sandler likes basketball. So like he he's he knows yeah. this guy. He's seen yeah. this guy on the bench before. You know, there's so it it, it plays into a lot of his strengths. You know, I, I still like in the opening credits, he's he's like, you know, he has that thing where he's walking around with the fast food as he's just going from one miss to the next. Yeah. Was he talking like a goat? Like, do you want to play basketball? Like, just the idea of <laughs> this guy who's just like, anyone, can I just get someone? Yeah. And and I think it's a really solid sports movie. It's also just so well cast. Like, you know, Robert Duvall pops up. Like, the, the asshole, uh, you know, not even necessarily villain, but just the guy who doesn't have time for him is Ben Foster in this movie. Like, how great is that? You know, Queen Latifah as, as his wife, like it's, it's so well cast and everyone yeah, is the, the buddy, the buddy aspect of it was terrific, too. I thought, yeah, it's just a like it's a movie that doesn't get made that much anymore. And there's a, there's a there's a world where this was a hundred million dollar movie and now it's a Netflix movie. And yeah, that's not super cool. But also Netflix means it exists. And I'm I'm cool with that. So great. Also, one of my favorite performances of the year, Sandler. Nice. That's my number nine. Ryan, number eight, and let's go ever so slightly faster because we want to do predictions. I'm going to go really slow now. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, my number <laughs> eight is Bardo. My number eight is Bardo. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I really saw that together. I believe I know we did. Uh, I was I really connected with it at the Telluride screening, though. I mean, like it wasn't right like, as the world it, was telling everyone how it wasn't connecting with anyone. Yeah, it was like eleven to fifteen though for me, and then I saw the 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 new cut, and I was able to see that at AFI. And it cut Same. out a lot of like the things that um, that oh, I thought better were good cut. to cut out, and it's a way better cut, and it moves smoothly, and it's beautiful, and it's just very specific to me, and just yeah. you know what it's saying about Mexican culture and Mexican people and identity politics and, and things of that nature, and I think that you know Inuritu is another guy that I'm not like the biggest fan of in the world, um, but same. But ironically, some, this helped. Yeah, even but though it's for not some my reason, it was like yeah, like for some reason though, it like felt like I I, you know, the last couple of movies, especially a lot of his like American movies that he's been doing in the last couple of years, it didn't feel like it had him in it, and this finally yeah. had him. And you know, I think well, he, a lot he of the conversations about... have been like kind of screwed up about it, but I think that this is a really good oh. movie. Yeah, I uh, I was I was lucky enough to chat with him a couple of times. I did I did a press conference with him and a roundtable afterwards, and then I did a one on one with him recently. And it is interesting to sort of hear him. Like he he, it's very rare you get to talk to someone who's fixing their movie essentially, you know. And he talked about that that first screening was 
you know, I, I mean, if everyone had loved it, I don't think he would have gone back and tinkered, but looked mm-hmm. at it as a work print and was like, obviously he wasn't happy with the people who were, you know, out of Venice saying some things that maybe were a little uh, tone deaf. But for the most part, you know, the people like me who are like, I, I don't dislike this movie. I think it's a wild ask to have someone sit through three hours and change of this. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of took that as like, well, you're, you guys are right. Like, I'm not done yet. I get where this needs to be trimmed. I just want to know where it's working. And it works more than it doesn't. It's just, it's a big ask. Yeah, but I, I I loved it, and and I've seen it a couple of times, and I mean that's yeah, I, I'm I that dance sequence I'm, in the middle, one of my favorites. Yeah, that's that's a great scene. I'm so glad that didn't get cut because I could have seen that being a victim in a in a sloppier edit to be like, let's just get that out and move things along. But it's it's good. Mark, where do you come on number eight? Number eight, I have the Fablemans. Um, which mm. again, I need, and the, there's a theme here. I want to see it again. Um, I remember loving the first third, loving the, the last third and just somewhere in the middle there, you know, talk about editing, maybe a little less of the high school period. Um, but, but really liked it overall. And Michelle Williams, you know, just like Kate Blanchett, whatever she's in, I'm going to love. We'll talk about the Fablemans shortly. Let's say, yeah. um, my number eight is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, nice. Uh, just had a blast with that movie. Yeah. It's not trying to do anything crazy, but it's also just a thing that I like of it. It's a tribute to cage, but it's also kind of a tribute to Nicholas cage fandom. And it's one of the more like vaguely wholesome fandoms out there. Like, like I, I like people who like an actor, you know, and, Oh, he's in this wild movie. He's in this dog shit movie. Like it's all, it's all good. Like as long as he's doing his thing, you know, and coming on the heels of Pig, it's kind of a perfect one-two punch. That it sort of re- reminds people, like, no, it's the guy who made Leaving Las Vegas, one of my favorite performances of all time. And it's just a solid, fun spy movie. Like, I, I, it's a great palate cleanser in the middle of this list. So I was never taking it off my list. Number seven. Uh, my number seven is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, mm. and I have been on record and miles knows this of the fact that like Guillermo del Toro's last, like three films have been like Supreme letdowns, including shape of water. And I think that this is his most personal film and he's taken like so many years to make this. It was like a thousand day um, endeavor on this project. And it's, yeah, it's absurd how long went into making. Yeah. It's sweet, beautiful, uh, like really interesting kind of contextuality about like uh, being in a fascism, being uh, an adopted parent, making it more focused about Geppetto than it is about Pinocchio at times. Uh, Really great score by Alexander Desplat. Um, Kate Blanchett plays a monkey. What more can you ask for? Uh, Yeah. It's just a really, really good movie. I, uh, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, first of all, hush your mouth about the shape of water. (laughs) Second of all, Sorry, Mark. What what's up? Is Coron did Coron have a film? Is he next? I, I he <laughs> yeah, he's working with Blanchett actually technically right now. There you go. Okay. Can I can I tell you that I um when I injured when I had this is gonna sound awful. Sorry. When I had dinner with Del Toro, um, oh my God, why don't you just he was pick that name off the ground? First of all, he he just hands you the Pinocchio marionette, and I'm like, sir, I'm going to break this. Like, yeah. why are you handing this to me? I held it. I held it at like a thing in New York when I was there a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like, I'm pretty sure you should hand it to half of these people in the room. Well, he We're walks in and he sat, yeah. sits down at the table with the couple of us who are having dinner with him. And he's he makes Pinocchio give people a finger like he's having a great time with it. 
Oh, hands yeah. it to me and I'm like, I'm going to break this. Hands it to other people who are like making it do nice things. They hand it back to me and I make it put like its finger in its mouth, like seductively. And everyone's giving me a, a weird look and I turn and show it to Del Toro and he just starts laughing. I'm like, I know my audience. Like, oh, yeah. Don't like this is the guy to do that with. Yeah. But, you know, he was talking about how much he liked uh, Inuri 2's film. And when I spoke to Inuri 2, I had just come from the the event that um, Ryan was actually at. With, that I saw in that for Pinocchio. And he was so excited to like hear about how people were like, like they, these guys are friends. They legitimately are friends who root for each other. And that is uh, very nice to see. Um, Mark, what was your number seven? Uh, my number seven, sorry, the app just closed. Oh, my number seven is She Said. Mm. Love the screenplay. It reminded me a lot of uh, Spotlight, Spotlight, which yeah. I loved in 2015. Um, and what's her name now? I'm going to forget. Oh, uh, Samantha Morton. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Her scene is just amazing. I wish. Yeah. I wish uh, that would have picked up a little more. I know there's supporting roles with a lot more meat. Some of them might be even leads. Um, but that's mm-hmm. like exactly what a supporting role should be recognized for. You can come in and, and steal the show with within just a few moments. I mean, her, right? Jennifer Ely, like that, yeah. that movie, that yeah, movie yeah. Is, is rife yeah, with yeah. like. Tons terrific couple scene supporting roles. even like patricia clarkson for like the the time yeah. that she's patricia clarkson and andre brower are like not oh, showy underrated but they're the they're the epitome yeah. of like professional supporting. competence yeah you know like they make the movie better mm-hmm. um again another movie you might be hearing from shortly oh, good. Uh, my number seven is a movie that i'm way quiet about compared to the rest of the world um but doesn't mean i don't like it it's everything everywhere all at once mm. not you, know, in you, my you t- tend to not in my top 20 it oh, it okay. actually yeah. has moved up for me based on it's now on hbo or showtime it's on it's on a premium it's on channel. somewhere yeah so i've i've come across like pieces of it a lot okay and it you know sometimes sometimes you i don't know if you've had this where like a movie seems to be playing like the moment you like best every time you come upon it yeah. and it's like almost like a reminder like hey you like this movie and it's always right when the door is like come on bagel and um <laughs> and uh the father has the, the yeah. one why scene where he says you know in another world i would have liked doing uh laundry yeah. and taxes with you i'm like oh, oh that's the parts i like because I, I i did think it it was a little unwieldy i mean funny coming from a person with babylon on his list but you know the stuff that works is great i i did it did take me a little bit to get back to it because that first act setting up like the multiverse is great and then it kind of abandons it for a different kind of story that also is good but I, I think the initial wave of criticism kind of avoided any of the flaws. And I think now that people have admitted like the movie's not perfect, it almost makes me like it more that like, no, you guys are seeing what I'm seeing. Like the highs are are terrific. You know, the the rock scene, the 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 ratatouille-esque kind of like all the things that are, <laughs> that so, that are so great about it. And and also just like it's it's great that that movie exists. Like it's a great movie to champion. So I don't have a ton of problems with people who are obnoxiously loud about it, but you know, I don't know that it's God's gift to cinema in the same way that uh, a couple of other things struck me as. But as you'll find out when you get the rest of my list, I'm not really one to talk. So mm-hmm. I I think I have it about right. All right, Ryan, number six. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Mm, that's uh, one I have lower than most, even though I do like it. Yeah. Um, I, everything Everywhere All at Once, by the way, like that's a movie that I saw. I was at the premiere at South by. Um, and it played really well and, and obviously with everybody in the room and, 
and I liked it and I've gone back to it a couple of times and it's gone up and down and you know, I don't yeah, know yeah, where to put it. So, so I, it's, it's like has come up for me a lot. Yeah. That's like there's really certain happened. things I like about it and certain things still where I'm like, Ooh, it could get trimmed. So like I, I have it in that like 20 to 25 to 30 range and, and sure, it's still, it's, I mean, that's still really good for, you know, uh, yeah. whatever, but Banshees, exactly. I have, I have Banshees around there as well. But man, Banshees, I just I connected with that so much. Like I, I think McDonough is just tapping into things that you know maybe he didn't or you know ill willedly tried to with with um, three billboards and and I just I, I think Colin Farrell is extraordinary in this movie and he's best you know, he's best in show you know Barry Keoghan's performance and Carrie Condon and Gleason. I mean it's 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 funny. It's sad. The dog. The the dog. The, the donkey. donkey. God, it's just like, and I just remember. I wonder seeing, if I'm, seeing if I'm it taking a little bit out in the movie because the donkey made me sad. I mean, it made me extremely sad, and it's like the one in which, like, my wife will not watch the film because of it. But like, I have I either of you seen EO? Yeah, on my list. Oh, because fuck that movie. <laughs> Hated it. That movie yes. is no spoilers. That movie is just an hour and forty minutes, and it feels like six hours. It feels oh, it's also, I didn't I realize love hour and forty minute movies. Well, yeah, it's, no, it's not yeah. the type of hour and forty minute movie you like, Mark. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's like all through the perspective. How much, how much of the do you like Robert Brisson? You know, like Diary of a Country Priest and things like that. Althazar Balthazar, yeah, yeah, things like that. Well, it's a soft remake of that, which yeah, I didn't realize going in. And then I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. And I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, it's just a lot of movie. It's a lot of. I I, I think I think it is, it's actively mean at the end. Yeah. But Banshee's a good movie. Have to be. Good Banshee's a good movie. For sure. Mark, number six. You know what? My favorite part of doing these lists is when we come to movies that you guys have already named so that I don't have to say much about them because we've already talked and we can move nice. quicker. So my number six is women talking. Excellent. Well, I mean, thank you. <laughs> We're gonna let the women talk this time. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh and, my number six right along. <laughs> I don't know that either of you have seen. My number six is Vengeance. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Amanda I did Colorado, see it though, and I was like, what the fuck? No. Um, uh wait, which one's the BJ Vengeance? Novak? Film, yeah, BJ right? Novak's the Yeah, I've debut. seen that yeah. movie. I I hate that movie. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Mark. Uh I was kind of lukewarm. Hmm. You know. Um, I thumbs up I, if I had to do one or the other. I made Miles watch it, and it's on going to be on his top ten. I was glad it's that it's him as well. Oh, it's it's a wildly great script for me. Yeah. Um, and I and I I think I I think the the ending hit me harder. I think, I think it's just it's a solid mystery. It's a solid satire, and like the emotional stuff hit me more than I expected to. I think it's also I just I had no expectations for that movie, so that was maybe the biggest like surprise of the year for me. Was this movie I kind of watched like out of obligation? I was like, holy shit, I love it. Um. So now we're in our top fives. Yes. I number five. Uh, nope. Drum <laughs> nope. Uh, I, I love this movie. Like I, it's just Good like, movie. just I'm so Solid ambitious movie. and like, yeah. God damn it. He's just getting better and better. I think with every film, he's getting more interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think people are disagreeing about the better part, which is well, fine. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah. But like I, I said, he's... fuck those people. You know what I right. mean? Like, I think I, th- and when I, when I did my review, like I like the movie, I think we're going to eventually look back and realize like get out was a once in a lifetime, like lightning in a bottle, the way that the Academy coalesced with people like, like that doesn't happen sense. that often. Exactly. But, I mean, like I'm going to, I gotta say it. I think get out, actually is my least favorite of his films wow. i think it might be as well yeah um, oh okay they're all That's so they're all good i i don't know i have to i think there's there's yeah, something all in what he makes yeah they're all great that I you're mean, like, like i'm in 
I'm into it. I want this voice. Keep making movies. Yeah. I do think sometimes the the um, the metaphor sometimes is threatening to overtake the movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like for me at least, like I they just continue to make me think even after answers yeah. have been given, and I think his performances by his actors are just he's able to get genre performances that are like better than some like regular Oscar bait performances. And and he's this movie, it just is taking his craft of his direction to like whole new levels. And, and I just, I just love seeing it too. It's like a big thing. He's taking, oh, yeah, you want to support original voices getting to make it on a scale. Oh yeah. Like that. That's as opposed to like, could he finally make Akira? Like sure. Maybe, but like, wouldn't you rather his original version of something? Yeah. Also, like the stuff in with the monkey is some of like the most horrifying like shit I've ever seen. It yeah. it just like it just the sound noise like that's why it not making the sound list for the short list pissed me off because it's like that movie, like every horror movie, is designed around its sound. I agree. And and so I just oh. I agree that movie that movie technically is very very proficient. Yeah. That's the the the, the short lists are. A barrel of monkeys, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, Mark, number five. Oh, that's another one I don't have to say much about because we've already covered it, but it's the Banshees of Inishadan. Nice. That is <laughs> a very you movie. It's a fucking good movie, isn't it's it, Mark? It's a fucking good movie. Um, <laughs> mine is about to be, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's definitely the most divisive film on my list. My number five is The Whale. Ooh. I, that movie shattered me. And I understand anyone who doesn't respond to it. Um, to some degree, there's there's a, you know, if if it's hard, I think it depends on what someone's issue with it is. Because there are people who have narrative issues with it, which is fine. But the people who um, look at it as like cruel to obese people, I think they're bringing something to it that maybe the movie's not. Because I don't like you guys have both seen Requiem for a Dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would you say Aronofsky is cruel to drug users? I think he's just cold. He's cold. He's cold and he's harsh and he takes it's, it to like it's cold stories, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. cold stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's I think cold subject yes, matter. Right? It's exactly the it's a similar approach here. And I think because it's something yeah. that if you are if you see yourself in this person for whatever reason, even if you just don't like the way you look, whatever, you're maybe more in tune to if something strikes you as cruel even though it may not be. And I think that's that's sort of come into play with this movie. Because, you you know, you talk to Brendan Fraser about it and you hear all the like care that went into making sure the gait of this human being, the, the, the walk, the movements, all reflected that kind of carriage. Like, nothing is done to make someone feel bad about oh. themselves. But that's just kind of how it, how it happened. For me, it's just it's a massively emotional film with a stunning performance. Yeah, and, um, and the ending. I, I mean, I, I I was enjoying it. I thought it was I thought it was fine, and then yeah. the ending really just floored me. Oh yeah, no, I I you think know, good final that, scene. That one that line delivery of Daddy also, yeah, it's just shattering. Ryan, I don't remember if you what you said about it. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm lesser on it than the both of you. I I I did not connect with it. I think I don't think the movie is mean towards um like people obese people size, i think it's, yeah i think it's just a mean movie in general and i don't think that i think narratively also too a lot of things to get to that ending mark which i do think is like would be a yeah. great ending for the movie no doubt about it yeah. um but i don't think that it like narratively successfully lands 
with those characters and gets us to like points in which we can actually have conversations about, you know, like Charlie's mental state as well as, Mm -hmm. as having that. I feel like things are a little bit too rushed. We're, you know, I think that the performances are good. I think that like Aronofsky's direction is fine. I I think it's really, I think if somebody else had taken a pass at uh, Samuel Hunter's script, maybe, um, I mean, that's, they could have dived a little bit deeper, but I don't hate the film. I just think that, I think that there are things that work for it and things that don't. Yeah. Totally fair. Uh, just happen to work for me more than more than yeah. most. But I, but I get the reaction to it, and I get also like I mean the love for Brendan. I mean his performance. Yeah, yeah. I get really like I said film. all of your issues. I may not agree with, but I, that's totally a totally valid reading of a film. Mm-hmm. I and and this is something I I sort of uh, tweeted about recently. Like I hate when someone. And it's been the whale. Like, spoiler alert, if you couldn't figure it out, it's the whale. It when people don't seem to like the whale a lot this year, they like to also tell you you're wrong for liking it. And that's a huge pet peeve for me. Like every yeah. movie is someone's yeah. favorite movie, every movie is someone's least favorite movie. And most people aren't wrong. Like there these these judgment and and you know, there are certain people on the internet who do this more than others, but Mark. it just it, it yeah, I do not stop. No, Mark, Mark does not. Um, unless we're talking ex- about unless we're talking about um, Pearl, then then no. I then I get upset with you. I mean, you're still you're still wrong about that one, but that's fine. <laughs> Did you not um, like Pearl, Mark? Oh God, yeah, I agree. It's not He's, a Mark movie, but like I think X no, is better not. than Pearl. But like, it's got too. one. It's got one. Yeah. It's got one good monologue, and that's about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there there are people who like to say, not only am I right, but you're wrong. And that is one of my least favorite things on the planet. Yeah. Um, we don't need to talk about who that is, but you could figure it out. Name names, damn it. No, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, this it. person is, is useless <laughs> to me, so it doesn't matter. But no, um, but but Ryan, it's a person you're not a fan of either, actually, I believe. So Let's it's okay. move on to number four. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ryan, number four. Uh, it's Koganada's After Yang. It's a movie. I, Sundance. I like that. I saw that early in the year. I love it. I think it's beautiful. I think it's also like really like low key, like technically speaking, just like um, Ryan, I texted you by the way. Yes, Tell me if yes, that's the name I, I yes right. that is absolutely correct. Joe. Okay, um, good. I'm, glad I, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> but I, but I like the movie itself. It's like this lo fi sci fi movie. It's got this, just this beautiful. Um, connection about like family and everything and and once again colin farrell just knocks it out of the park and it's got actually decent uh child performances and uh what it has to do with just a small budget on trying to create a vast world especially with memories and sci-fi uh it's really really good um it's one of those that like it went down a little bit in my peck and you know in my pecking order but i haven't rewatched it since the early part of the year but um you know i think it's one that like will grow as the years go on and people will come back to it and be like, Oh, that movie, that was, that was something it special is there. My number 84, I believe. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's, Mark, it got lost that? a little. I, again, it's on my screener pile. I got, okay. get to there you go. got I lost in the like shuffle a little bit at a Sundance for me, but it was, yeah. it was good. Your number four. Uh, my number four is actually a movie. I just watched this morning. Oh hey. boy. It's decision to leave. Which oh, it's, fucking incredible mark uh, yes yes i loved it do you guys like it too or no oh i actually haven't seen it it's one of the few that oh, i have to get man. to because I, I so here's the thing i can love it i <laughs> i know i know more about it than i probably should going in so that that eliminated yeah. a little bit of the urgency and then when i was sick when i was like i have the time 
I was like, there's no way I'm going to be fair to this movie right now if I'm watching it while I'm like not yeah. in a good mood. And I and I've I've confirmed that I'm probably I'm right about a lot of the points. So like I I know I'm going to find it enjoyable and impeccably made, but I'm also pretty certain it won't make my it wouldn't make my top ten just by virtue of what I tend to gravitate towards. So I will, it's one of those ones that gives me something to do when the nominations come out. I'm like, Oh, I got to add, I got to wrap up with two movies, you know, there's something, there's something about, there's something about films that the subject matter is heavy with obsession. Mm. Sure. Always reels me in. And maybe especially with a little bit of a noir (laughs) bent to it. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it's almost like a vertigo of, of, you know, kind of deal of, uh, that passion and uh, suspense and romance kind of all intertwined and uh, unhealthy relationships with women. That's a very marked. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's a very, yeah. it is. It seems like, so yeah. Any film that kind of deals with obsessed where, where you become obsessed, like the conversation is one of my all time yeah. films. Um, the Coppola film with Gene Hackman. Um, any, any film like that though, reels me in really quickly. And again, I just saw it this morning and it's instantly in my top five of the year. Uh, I probably will watch it again. I'll try to watch it again just to make sure it's in that spot. But loved nice. it. hope hope you get get to see it at some point. I'm going to. It's it's yeah. sitting there. Uh, my number four is Top Gun Maverick. Hold my hand. <laughs> what a what a yeah. like improbably great movie. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no reason it's it should be great. this good. There's just no reason it should be this good. Um, what if Top Gun but good essentially? Because yeah. listen, Top Gun is a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is, it is not a cheese ball. Yeah, it's not a great movie. It's well mm, done and, and it's undeniably ball. effective. But <laughs> Top Gun is a is a cheesy eighties like yeah, it was military propaganda. Its, it was exactly. perfect for the eighties. And this is talk, stop talking about cheese. <laughs> I know, uh, but no, this movie. It's one of Tom Cruise's best recent performances. Like I, I was into it. Like yeah, expertly crafted just to like make people happy. I don't feel like there's a ton to say about it yeah. just because you watch it and you're like, holy it's shit, this is a good movie. Sorry, I will just, say my favorite just hold my hand. moment. Yeah. One of my favorite moments this year has still been sitting um, with my folks. We were eating lunch one, I think, weekend. And the com- one of the commercials came on, you know, and it was uh, started with like you hear the, uh, the Lady Gaga song. And it's like, critics are saying. And my dad went. What critics? And the first quote was mine. And I went, fuck you, that's who. Oh, it, was, it made me friendly. so happy. I was like, what critic? That one, the one sitting here. Oh, it was so great. If I hadn't come at that exact moment and sat down, oh, it was so great. Made me so happy. It was, awesome. it was Top Gun timing. All right, top three. Uh, it's been mentioned. I love this movie a lot. Made me cry uh, the second time like a big baby. And that's uh, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Oh, nice. I, I love this movie. I, I'm not, uh, it, it's taken a couple of years, it feels like, to get back uh, Spielberg's magic, it feels like for me. But uh, his last two movies have been just damn good movies. And this one in particular, it's, I love I mean, it. I'm, I'm lesser on the last one, but this one well, still hasn't been set on my list. So, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, number three. My number three is another independent or international film, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Which there we go, we're waiting for that one. Yeah, my my top my one hundred favorite films of all time or best films, whatever you want to call it. The oldest film on the list is the nineteen thirty version of All Quiet. So I'm a big fan. Which one do you um, like better? 
I I have to I mean I have to stick with the 1930 version, but this is sure. this takes it to another level as far as well, you know, yeah. what it's able to do, and uh, I think that's why I loved it is because of the 1930 version means a lot to me. That when you remake a movie that I love, you know I'm gonna be very critical about it. And I think they nailed it. And, you know, they also got a little more into the book that the 30 version doesn't get into. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's the best war. Well, I guess I'd say it's the best war movie since 1917, but that's only like two and a half years or whatever. So it's the best war movie of the year. It's better than 1917. I'll give it that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But it's it's definitely I, I loved it. So, I yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that again. Well, easily achievable on Netflix. Um, So I'm going to tinker with my list a little bit um, because I have three films I gave four stars to. And I'm going to put the one that is admittedly the lesser of the three at number three. My number three is Clerks 3. Of course. Did you say Clerks 3? Yeah, of course it is. Oh, yes. Well, so here's the thing. A Kevin Smith movie? Yeah, I love the movie. Shocked. Shocked. I love gambling. Oh, yeah. Here are you winning, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Well played. Um, If you like Clerks and you like Kevin Smith, I think this one works especially well. But I think this one has done an okay job of winning over. I don't know that it's won over people necessarily, but people who watched it as like, oh, what is he up to this time? Have mostly come away being like, all right, that was that was solid. Which, you know, he's proven divisive to people, and and I think people kind of think it's cool to shit on him. But it's a it's it's a surprisingly bold movie for a movie that doesn't need to exist necessarily. Like it's about making clerks essentially after having a heart attack. Okay. So it's very you know snake eating the tail. But he yeah. he he leaves the characters in a place you would never expect, and I think that took a surprising amount of confidence and, and balls and some really great music cues. It's it's not high art, but nothing made me cry more than this movie this year. And that that says something. You know, if a, if a movie does that to you, it's doing something right. So, yeah, exactly. All right, number two. Uh, Mark mentioned it because he saw it today, and that is uh, oh, Decision nice. to Leave. Nice. Oh. Absolutely love that movie. I, I'm I'm a big Park Chan-wook fan, and... He was in the building at Fantastic Fest. They handed him like a championship belt. He's like the king of cinema, <laughs> evidently. Uh-huh. And I just like watched it and it just yeah. killed my soul in like the best way. And uh yeah, and I mean that movie, out of a movie. That movie should be like winning everything right now. It should, as opposed it, to losing the one against, nomination it gets. It's up against yeah. all quiet. So I, yeah, I get it. They but like split. it's they should split. It, I mean, like they should direct, split and Bardo wins. <laughs> Like oh, when you God. when you watch Decision to Leave and Mark, you know this. Yeah. It is such a a, a technically directed yeah. film. It's so precise. It does remind you of Hitchcock, but like in the best qualities of that madman. Yeah, and you are sitting there going, "How is he getting this to all work?" Because if there's one thing that misses, then it all crumbles. And yeah. so, oh, it's it's really really good. I, I, like beautiful ending too and just oh luscious cinematography cinematography those performances uh yeah great movie great movie mark number two terrific uh this will make you both want to pull your hair out i'm sure um but my number two is avatar the way of water i saw you go wild over this i I mean it made an honorable mention for me i loved it i'm gonna say this because you both know i'm not james cameron uh fan i'm not the biggest james cameron person in the world i 
really liked Avatar: The Way of Water. Sure, yeah, yeah. really, I mean, really it's, did. Listen, it's. I was shocked how much I liked it. Yeah, that third act, Mark. Oh, holy hell! God. Yeah, I'm surprised you liked it Good as much, stuff. Ryan, just because that third act is him doing every James Cameron movie ever made. Well, like I went back and I watched all of his movies for uh, one of the podcasts I do, oh, and yeah. I grew an appreciation for his his yeah. type of style of action. I yeah. think he, yeah, he does. He, he makes might James be Cameron movies. the best director ever in terms of scale and scope yeah. for action sequences, He's and big. that whole thing is just like. I have been gone 13 years. I'm going to give you everything that I really didn't give you in the final third of the last film and just go to town. It's, oh, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. And, and, you know, the yeah. whales, I know there's people making fun of the whales because of, you know, it hurts too much <laughs> to say or whatever the hell. The I mean, is. the whales are, the whales Listen, are a little hokey, but they're definitely, they explain uh, that the whale's yeah. brain is like a human. It's like a, like a chimpanzee would, you know, be, you know, with, uh, sign language and stuff right yeah. so yeah it says a line that we would say anyway it's beautiful the underwater scenes are just oh my god uh you know oh I, yeah no it's a it's a massive it's step just, forward for technology yeah like it's, it's amazing exactly and it's entertaining there's yeah. no, nothing wrong with that yeah. um my number two is she said nice she said what? i i am she what, said you go to what? jail harvey weinstein i'm looking forward to the um, prequel yeah oh you that's, bet you are that's what yeah he uh I'm a sucker for a good journalism movie or a good investigation movie like this. I love hard work depicted on screen. Um, I like that it didn't need to like exacerbate any of it. It was kind of like a dragnet, just a facts, ma'am type thing. Love a good Zoe Kazan performance. Like everyone's doing that. Oh, that's right. I forgot you love Zoe Kazan. Yeah. And and listen, you rarely get to see her. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need a person like that to display like I'm a journalist and I'm a good one and I'm going to do my job well. And you know what? It's going to do what we need it to do. It will. I will say somebody, I was on someone else's podcast talking about it. And it did, I didn't process it until I said it. It's very weird to go see a movie and have, and, and go to it going, I've met the villain. Uh, yeah. Like the monster of this movie is someone yeah. I've interacted with. Like that's weird. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's upsetting, but it's not self-congratulatory. Like it, all the things that I think people were worried it could do, it sidestepped. And that was very important to see. So, um, shame it didn't make any money. But as you guys said, uh, fuck people who didn't see it. Right. All I'm right. about to. I'm about to say fuck people on my number one. So, Empire of Light. Let's, let's from do it. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, Ryan. Number one. Uh, my number one was mentioned way, way long time ago. Uh, I think Mark mentioned it. Um, it's uh Todd Field's Tar. Yeah. Nice. I thought. I yeah. thought that was your one. Yeah, yeah that tar, movie. Tar is making. A lot of people's list. I mean, I, like, I'm, I'm sort of an outlier. That movie is so goddamn good. It hit me like a like a just like a freight train at Telluride. I've seen it now two more times. Uh, I just I love that the fact that there's so many layers. I mean, shit. There's a movie called Glass Onion this year, but this is the real fucking onion. And like, <laughs> like you could take it all on the surface. You could go and like that. I think it was Slate article or somebody that wrote about like the ghost story elements of it. Uh, there's, oh. you know, it was the one film I remember at uh, Middleburg. All of us couldn't stop talking about because we were theorizing and trying to figure out what it all means and how little you know, like little scenes could break the entire film. It's so well written and put together. And I miss Todd Field like a, you know, like like any director I've I missed this year. He and Kate. Oh, my God. Like, 
I never I like I'm usually never for like people winning multiple Oscars, especially like when she won one last decade. But I mean, like if she doesn't win for this performance, like this is like an all timer. Like for me, it feels like this is like everything on the, she's on the timer. I mean, this is like on the, the level of of like there will be blood for me. Kind sure. of performance. It is. Yeah. OK, so damn good. Yeah. Gotcha. Love this Mark. Hard to argue. And I, and again, I would say, you know, these movies, especially, you know, our number ones, a lot of time are what we connect with, what are, what's relevant to us. How are Mark's number one is bros. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, but I have, I have Jurassic Park Dominion. Uh I I have teenage boys and they've, you know, it's crazy how they just disappear overnight into somebody else and it's impossible to like connect and, you know, you just you have to change who you are as a human and as a parent as your kids age into these new chapters. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and and you know, the turmoil of the past two years that I've been dealing with these sons of bitches, um, literally, um, yeah. because of that, because because of that, I I really really connected with everything everywhere all at once mm. and Michelle Yeoh and I've always you know Crouching Tiger is one of my all time favorites. So to see her, you know, get this type of vehicle and just nail it and again i know kate blanchett i am as big a fan of kate as anybody but um if she were to lose i i would uh oh i mean if she lost to michelle i get it you know (laughs) sure like there's other performances i'd be like very upset Listen, that they won over those Michelle Yo probably never gets another opportunity this, yeah, no, this good. And exactly. Kate, Kate will have many, I think. So yeah. yeah. I was racking my brain for what this movie was gonna be, and I was like, Confess Fletch? Wait, wait, what's what's a Mark movie? <laughs> Though I feel like Mark, did you watch Fletch, the new one? I have not. Oh, have you'd not. like it. I feel like you like Fletch. That's a right? Mark Johnson movie of the Is it really? One. All right. Yeah. I love John like Hamm and I love Fletch, but oh, yeah. then you'll like this. Yeah, he is, there you go. He is a great Fletch. Okay. I want them to make oh, just I want them to make a Fletch Benoit Blanc movie like that. Oh, the two of them just fucking around, fucking around. Yeah. I just want to. I just, there's something about listening to John Hamm just go five stars as he gets out of an Uber. He yeah. makes everything funny in that movie. Yeah, you'd love that, Mark. It's on. Oh, I think it's so you can, good. I think if you have Showtime, you can you can uh, I'll, stream I'll it. I'll catch there. up to it once I get to yeah. this. Giant you'll you'll enjoy it. It's a it's shockingly fun. It's like a good uh, afternoon watch. Yeah, totally. And Joey's number one is the Fablemans. I called it. Yep. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, it sh- again, <laughs> no, that's a different movie. That's yeah, the Michael right, Showalter no, movie. You love it. Tell, tell us why. Um, I it's Steven Spielberg at the height of his powers. He's never yeah. been this consistently funny, like effectively funny. Yeah. Um, I, I I love the heart. Like I love like all these things that could have been indulgent just seem charming. Like he he gets to. He gets to show you him getting one over on his childhood bullies and yeah. you applaud. And it's just and it's all underplayed is the is the thing that I think makes it hard enough, uh, harder to pull off. Like, yeah, you know, the the scene where he and the bully are both kind of discovering the power of storytelling. Yeah. You know, like, oh, a movie kind of becomes its own thing when you release it into the world and two people can see it differently. You know, oh, why did you do that? It was better for the story. Like all these little things that have such power to them that he probably didn't understand in whatever version of that happened at the time that he's only now looking back as an older man. It's it's so effective and just, again, super funny. Like and he's like, you know, no one will ever know unless I make a movie about it one day, uh, which I'll never do. But like, it's just, <laughs> right, right. It's so cute um, right. that that kind of stuff works as well as it does. Or like the fact that it turns out to be about 
discovering the power of film while your family's falling apart. Yeah. Oh, it's, and the, it, it, and it, it's so good. And the sacrifices you have to make or that you don't want to make or mm-hmm. um, life's Seth Rogen, change then. Oh. Seth Rogen talked about it that like he, you know, they shot the first scene of the, of the movie and he walked over and Spielberg is just bawling. Like, you know, that it means something to him and to see it turn out sure. this well, you know, that last scene. Oh that, my God, it's terrific. You, you could so be ready for the movie to end. Yeah. And the fact that it's a, it's an also like vaguely inside baseball reference about the horizon in a shot. Where's the but, goddamn yeah. horizon? <laughs> when the horizon's at the bottom, it's interesting. When the horizon's at the top, it's interesting. When the horizon's mm. in the middle, it's fucking boring. Now, good God. luck to you, and get the fuck out. I mean, <laughs> like, what can we get can Gordon? we get David Lynch a nomination for best supporting yeah, actor? See again, that, that's another great support. Also, again, Hell. the the perfect moment of he walks out and the camera finds the horizon. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Right, and then right. he moved it himself to do yep. that. You know what I mean? Oh, it's great. Yeah, and, it's and a, like, it's a great movie. It's it's perfect. It's perfect and, at what it wants to be doing. And Michelle Williams too is incredible. Yeah, I, I was, watching it the second time, her yeah. the expressions on her face watching the yeah. the whole movie of realizing that he knows is is incredible. I think Rogan is great. Paul Dano has maybe the hardest role of the year. Oh, Judd like, Hirsch. So Judd Hirsch is my, one of, of my favorite performances of the year. When oh. Labelle is very good. Oh, Labelle's terrific. Yeah. Like, he was he was my favorite part of it, I think. Yeah, which is Mark's like favorite, no, Mark. Your favorite part is when he dates the the Christy chick. <laughs> that also, it's funny. It's also you know, it's, horny Spielberg. He's never right, horny, right? Yeah. You know what's funny oh. though is your top three: Kevin Smith, um, what's her name? Damn it, jo- Zoe Kazan. Yep, Steven Spielberg, and Michelle, and Michelle Williams. Yeah, you you. I think if I'm not mistaken, Blue Valentine was your one yeah. at one point. Yeah, Blue Valentine was a one one year. Yeah, you love Michelle were, too. Yeah, they were they were consistent uh, things. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I think the longer you do this, the more you realize like there are things that are earmarked almost, like, and like they have Damien to... Chazelle. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. but like <laughs> rather than as some people would think, like oh, you're a shill for these, but no, it's like reflective it's, of taste. Yeah, yeah. they like, make and, movies for us. And it's also why people pay attention to us. Like you, you can literally. At this stage of the game, look up any review of anything. You can find out whatever you want. You don't need us in the way that 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, we set the taste. We were taste shut, makers. Shut up, Joe. Way. They need. They I know. Need I know. I'm, I'm fucking. I need my money, actually. Wait. Uh, everyone who advertises at Awards Radar. Just continue. cut that out. <laughs> exactly. Never mind. We're very important. <laughs> they but come it's, here it's, for the people. They exactly. come it's here. Pe- it's people. You're choosing to listen to specific voices because they. But break feels good in a place like this. Yeah. <laughs> they either they either agree with your take or they disagree with your take but like you're going because of people's takes at this point that's why you're you're yeah. following a certain a certain but also, this but also yeah. like mark and i have said fuck them you know yeah exactly right. right agreed all right quickly since we don't we don't have time to, we don't have time to do all the predictions we'll have you let's guys just back do picture well, I was about to say, let's do let's do picture and tell me one category that you're puzzled the most about right now oh yeah that's easy supporting actress supporting actress supporting it's actress nuts. yeah yeah it's nuts there's so many i don't know what I, well, it's, it's, though, it's so specifically avoided naming a good front runner let's to do give those any information. let's do those two categories and if we all agree sure. that's the hard one let's talk through that too let's talk supporting yeah. actress for a second all right i i i have um i've been thinking about this the last couple of days sure 
because I think we all have like, you know, we yeah. celebrated the holidays and then we went, shit, what are we doing in the best supporting actress right now? <laughs> um, I think, I think it might be a little bit clearer. Uh, once All we right. start seeing, well, obviously when we start seeing like awards, like whoever wins well, yeah. like something is going to just, then it'll be. Well, that's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think it might be Angela Bassett. Yeah. That's who I, I have her at number seven right now, but if she I gets think, in, yeah, I think she could win. Because like she, one amazing actress, you know, one of the bigger snubs of all time. It's, you know, uh, her losing for what's love got to do with it. You know, um, I kind of see nine names right now, but like, but I'm telling you the way that the Academy screwed up a couple of years ago in their minds, not in my mind, but in their minds, but not giving Chadwick the Oscar. And yeah. this is like one last chance to do that. Obviously the film's not going to probably, I don't think it's getting into picture. And this is like the best place to reward it because like the crafts, are, it's probably going to miss crafts and, you know, so yeah. and and it's It'll do like okay a dog it, so, yeah. score and stuff. So, uh, I mean, original song, I think that this would be like the place for, it. and she's yeah. not bad in the film, you know? No, no, I don't know that I would, I don't think I would nominate her if I was voting. No, I would. Like, she's very good like, in the movie. Yeah. I have her at yeah. seven. And I think, like I said, I think there's nine. I, my number nine is Jamie Lee Curtis. Who I don't think is deserving in terms of the performance, but I think is, such a good ambassador for the film that she might be taking herself over the finish line with it. Uh, eight, I have Janelle Monet. Yeah. Just going to kind of depend on how glass onion ends up doing seven. Mm-hmm. I have Bassett and six. I have Claire Foy. Cause I don't think we're in a multiple women talking, getting nominated situation anymore. Mm-hmm. No. So my five, this is the, the one that I've tinkered with the most. I, I put Dolly DeLeon in for triangle of sadness. She's really the one who's done the best so far with the precursors. But also, are people going to watch the movie? Yeah. Either of you have her in? Are they going to watch the whole movie is the question. Well, that's true. They to have get, to, they get have, to her You have to part. get through two parts. I hate to get to that section. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I don't. I mean, like, that movie has sort of just started to fade. I don't think yeah. it's going to get into original screenplay. I don't think she's going to get it. I think it's just going to be. I need to see. I need her to get sag for me to keep yeah. her in five. I doubt she will. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. where I think we're we're very loose on this. So my number four is Hong Chao. Again, I mm-hmm. need her to get SAG. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she has she has someone getting in in another category. Like the whale is walking in with two nominations, probably for for him and for makeup. Maybe. So screenplay, maybe. maybe. Screenplay, maybe screenplay. Uh, that adapted, adapted screenplay yeah. is is so wild that yeah. yeah. Um three I have Jesse Buckley for women talking. Yep. I I I think that that's still going to happen as long as she's get as long as pictures and you know adapted are still happening, mm-hmm. and then the only two that I so n- number two is honestly the only one I'm confident is probably getting nominated. And that's Carrie Condon. <laughs> yeah, who do you have winning? I actually still have Carrie Mulligan. Oh, I think I think if she gets that's nominated, not where I thought you were going with that. No, I think if she gets nominated, I think she could easily just be left out. But if she mm. does get nominated, especially if you look at the five that I have right now. It kind of just becomes the easy win, give her an Oscar, and like we we checked a box. I mean, I was talking with um, uh, my editor over at Awards Watch, Eric Anderson, about this. If Michelle Williams had just gone in this category, we oh, wouldn't I even talk told, about this right now. I, I just told I we wouldn't even have this conversation. I just you told know? Wilson Morales about this that like I'm I would never predict it, but there is a world in which on Oscar morning they just put her in supporting anyway. I mean, and if that is the case and they do that sort of like a, you know, like then a she Lakeith, wins. Then, like she a wins. then it's the easiest win in like, you know, Oscar history over the last and she, 20 she, and years. And this is a great role for her to have an Oscar for, you know, now I think she's a lead. Yeah. You know I mean, mean, but I can, I know, can, I can understand things. 
I can understand both sides, just like I can understand both sides with Mulligan and li- with a lot of cases, I can understand both sides. I'm never, yeah. I've never been as angry about category fraud as most, but yeah, yeah it's just, it's a shame that we can't just give her that one and be done. Um, Mark, what, Mark, so what, what do you, you got? Yeah. What do you, who, who yeah, you my, have that I don't? My five, uh, a lot of the names you said in that nine, I think they are all in that nine, but I've yeah. Monet at five, mm-hmm. Mulligan at four, Jamie Lee Curtis at three, condone, con, is it condone? Condon. Condon? Yeah, it's Condon. Yeah, Condon. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to say condom every time I see it. Oh, I think there Condon. Right there it Condon. Is. Yeah, there it is. Condon two, and then Bassett one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's just waiting for these names to cycle. Yeah, it, it's just rare that we've seen a situation where any of the nine kind of are on equal ground. Yeah, because they really just does. nobody has made a move. Condon just feels like the safest bet to get in. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't know that she wins. I don't know if no, she wins I, I because she, I, I think, think the, the urgency, for me at least, is like Farrell. Farrell has more of the momentum to win sure. than her. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, like, we'll see. Because, I mean, when, yeah. was the, when was the last movie we had that won, what is it, three billboards? And it was a McDonough film that had two acting winners? You know yeah. I mean, but that's Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell, you know, who had, yeah, uh, you I, know, it's not, it's, Carrie, yeah, uh, yeah. Carrie Condon and Colin Farrell are not, not yeah. that. Well, um, I mean, like, Colin Farrell has maybe a more overdue narrative, but Carrie Condon's like a, you know, she's, she's new exactly. on the scene, yeah, new on the scene, unless you know that she's a voice in, in Marvel, yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's do a picture and wrap up, yeah. Um, I have Babylon at 10 right now. Do you want to do your ten, or do you want us all to do ten? Let's 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 all actually let's do let's do my order because then we can yep. we can bounce off what's different. So I have Babylon at ten, I have Glass Onion at nine, I have Women Talking at eight, and then I think the next seven are pretty locked in. Yeah. So I think there's seven locks right now. You have Avatar at seven, I have Elvis at six, I have Tar at five, I have Top Gun at four, Everything Everywhere at three. Banshee's at two, Fableman's at one. I still have Fableman's in there. Yeah, I, I think I think when we get down to the guilds, yeah, that's where, you know, DGA, PGA could just wrap it up for Fableman's. So I'm, my I'm eleven, gonna... for example, is she said, my twelve is Triangle of Sadness. Mark Hugo. Um I uh, close pretty close to what you had that I I've all quiet on the Western Front in the ten spot. I have um, that at sixteen. I have Babylon nine, women talking eight, Elvis seven, Top Gun six. But I want to move it up. I just don't know how far I can put it, and it's hard to put it above these five. I have yeah. Tar five, Avatar four, Banshees three, Fablemans two, and Everything Everywhere at one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you wait? Do you have Elvis in your ten? I have Elvis at seven. Okay, I'll just make sure. Yep. Not that I want it to happen, but you know. I know. Hey. Ugh. Right. <laughs> oh, did you get? Oh, Mark, did you not like Elvis? No, he um, did. It, I did. It was in my honorable mention, but I didn't oh, okay. love it. Okay. Um, I have um Woman King at ten, and I have, I have Glass Onion at fourteen. I have Glass Onion at nine because I I I don't see a scenario in which Netflix doesn't have a, a nominee in there. That's why uh, I mean they, they, they just I they just I get that Mark the Glass Onion screener. They 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 know that that's their, yeah. their horse now. Yeah. Like Mark, I, I think I, they're wrong cuz look at the short lists. Yeah, no. I, I Mark I, I agree with you. I mean yeah. even I, I you know, I think that All Quiet should be their move, but you know, I've I don't been think bur- they're I, I, think been they're, burning- I think they're both. 
Well, we've been burned by those damn shortlists before. So yeah, like last year, year was a no year time year to die situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, I don't want to take too much stock into those, but it did overperform more than any yeah. any yeah, foreign language well. film and uh, in any uh, film pretty much period in terms of like sure. where it could land. So it played like a war movie. If they see it, uh, then it, I don't know how you don't nominate it. Like yeah. it's it's one of those like they got to get it out there full steam ahead um eight is elvis um seven for me right now is uh is top Gun maverick i'm a little lower than everybody else um uh, but i think it can it's definitely got room to move up it's just about like what i see getting nominated with it yeah um it's hard and because uh, it's not going to get in, I don't think in screenplay or actors or director. So therefore, yeah, it's, right? it's above be the line, it's uh, me. Yeah. Tom Cruise is not out of. It. Oh, I do have Tom Cruise oh. number five on my list. Oh, yeah. 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 I got to see it at SAG. I've, I got to see it. I at think lead, lead actor is the weakest. Oh, it of is the acting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, for sure. if, it's, yeah. if it's that weak, why? And you love Top, and they love Top Gun. Why not Tom Cruise? No, and no. I'm going to tell sure. you this. I'm going to tell you this. If Tom Cruise gets in. He, he might move win. from my five to my one. He's also the only prior nominee if he gets it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I have uh women talking, right? Women talking. Yeah. Yes. Um women talking uh next, which is at six, right? Right? Yeah, okay. yeah I have six. Um, and then I have uh Avatar at five. Okay. I have Tar at four. I have everything everywhere all at once at three. I have the Fablemans at two, Ooh. and I have the Banshees of Inisherin. So we all right we all have a different number one right yeah. now. And I feel like the top three, yeah, we are probably going to enter that's a world where it's everything everywhere. The Fablemans or Banshees winning, yeah. And listen, likely, I don't think anyone's going to be massively upset about that. No, if that's the no. if it's one of those, if that's so one of the, if it's one of those. What's the coda three. though? What's the coda? What comes in and just Fableman. I mean, I mean, Coda tone wise no, is Fableman's. No, I mean, like, what's uh, the what's the one that gets like three nominations, but all of a sudden becomes their favorite movie? Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun. Yeah, Top I think Gun. it's exactly that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but then again, no one's going to get mad at Top Gun Maverick. A uh, billion, two billion. It saves, dollar, it saves <laughs> cinema. By the way, here's an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, but like I, Fine. I think that here's why I think Banshees is like a really good position. Because Fableman's has like that stink of like the early front runner kind of. Sure, that's its only real downside. Is that yeah, and that's its only real downside, right? And And everything is divisive. And then like everything everywhere all at once has done like so well, like almost power the dog level well. But there is that older voter who's going to be like exactly like watching butt plugs in in sausage fingers. Like, what am I going to do here? But Banshees is like (laughs) quietly just like winning all these like critics prizes and screenplay and Colin Farrell's becoming a thing and Brendan Fraser's losing steam and it's kind of like between right now, in my opinion. Austin Butler and Colin Farrell, and I give the slight edge to Colin Farrell because he's more of a veteran actor. Yeah, um, and everything. Not to say that Austin Butler's out of it, but he then can be you the look Rami like, Malek, though. Yeah, but then you look like yeah. lead actor, screenplay. You know, if it if it gets some of the below the nine nominations, like we think, maybe even Condon. You know, if it surprises there, and I think Gleason's you gotta like see two. If, you got to see if McDonough can crack director. If he does crack director, I have him in right now. That is, and I have him in yeah, too. I too. Yeah, too. I mean, yeah. guys, they did miss with him last time. It's kind of like when you think about it with an older Oscar voter, 
is Banshee's going to be really low on their list. I don't think so. But I think everything everywhere all at once could. And sure. for younger voters, I think that Fablemans could be lower on their list. And I, I mean, it's going to be an interesting. Banshee's kind of fits over... the 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 preferential ballot, you know. Well, yeah, I think I think Fablemans does decently well in preferential also, but mm. I think preferential benefits most Banshees and maybe even Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun's going to do really well with preferential ballot. Yeah, you know, we and see. Um, you know, I I and. You know, it, it because like a movie like Everything Everywhere All at Once and Tar, it has they'll have big fan bases, but they also have enough detractors to, I think, keep them out of winning at all. But like if Everything Everywhere All at Once wins Best Picture, that's still really freaking cool. Like yeah, you know, yeah. cool I mean, yeah, push. the th- top three we mentioned, Top Gun, like these are these are we're in a hell of a lot of better spot than we were about. last year. Yeah. Or 2020, for God's sakes. And yeah. I love Coda and I love Belfast, but yeah. like, yeah, these are more exciting movies. Well, we're in yeah. like a 2019, 2020 year, right, Mark? Where we're like, it's like, for most people, was almost like a no brainer once SAG weighed in, though. Yeah, but like, but like at this point, we were like thinking, yeah, okay, at it's this either point, 1917, right. Hollywood, or Parasite. Yeah. You know? Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. At you this point I mean? in the race, yeah. It was, with maybe yeah, a marriage story upset. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for with most like, people, what to do with the Irishman. Like, yeah <laughs> right oh god yeah true yeah so, we so have, here yeah we got we got a lot to still figure out so you guys will be back um here yes say where you can be followed and you can wrap by saying your favorite or two favorite um actor and actress performances of the year uh you can find me on twitter as long as that still exists um instagram and letterbox at ryan mcquade 77 you can find my work over at awards watch Incision film the playlist of various other places. Uh, my two favorite performances of the year. It's really uh, cliched uh, to say Colin Farrell and Kate Blanchett. Um, That's fine, but I, but I will say those. Uh, those they are my, my number. They are my number four for both male and female. So yeah, like uh, Farrell for After Yang though, and that's fair. Uh, and, oh, okay, and Kate yeah. Blanchett for. Pinocchio. No, I'm just kidding. For Tar. For Tar. Yeah. <laughs> for Spazitur or whatever. Yeah, Spazitur. Um, uh, Mark, go ahead. Um, you can find my work at Awards Daily. I have the uh, Good as Gold column there where you can find my predictions. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Likes Movies. And life, right? I know. Well, hey, I like decision to leave. That's true. That's yeah. fair. Some of uh, us. You liked yeah, one today. So I like the good ones, is all. <laughs> um, uh, so if I had my top two, they'd both be women. It'd be Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett were my favorite performances of the year. But if you want one from each okay. side, oh, God, I don't know that I have a favorite on the male side. I know that's awful to say. Uh, oh, no, that's. I mean, it's a very yeah. I don't know. for male performances. I would I would take a supporting one and say Kihai sure. Kwan. Kihai Kwan. I can never say it. Kihai Kwan. Kihai Kwan. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my number five performance by by a man this year. Yeah, they're um, both terrific. Yeah, you can find me at Joy Magazine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Awards Radars on several of those things. Here, I'll give you guys the the rundown. Um, my actors. 10, Diego Calva. 9, Sebastian Stan. That's fresh. 8, Brendan Gleeson. 7, Tom Cruise. 6, Paul Dano. 5, Kiwi Kwan. 4, Colin Farrell. 3, Adam Sandler. 2, Nicolas Cage. My male performance of the year, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. I so, go like, Parquet you know, for Decision to Leave. Sure. And for actress, my 10, Carrie Mulligan. My 9, Ana de Armas in Blonde, a movie that 
is but the performance is spot on to me. Eight, mm-hmm. Michelle Williams. Seven, Janelle Monet. Six, Margot Robbie. Five, Mia Goth, but an X. Mm-hmm. Um, four, Kate Blanchett. Three, Zoe Kazan. Two, Sophia Capel in Pleasure. And number one, Michelle Yao. Mm. And actually, real quick, I'm going to, I do have a favorite male. There we go. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to fuck this up. I apologize. Park Hyle. Yeah, Park Hale from for decision to leave. leave. I just said them. Right? Ryan said it two seconds ago. You could have. Oh, you could have. You could have. I was looking it up. Okay, well then let me add to it and say my third favorite female performance <laughs> is. God, dang it. what's her name? Oh, I lost it. What's the lady's name from? Uh, from decision to leave. Damn it! I had oh, it Tang Wei. Yeah, Tang Wei. Okay, yeah. and she was in um, Lost Caution, right? Hmm. Oh my god, I love that movie too. Of course. Can I also give a shout out to the one and only <laughs> Mark Rylance for Bones and oh, All? Oh yeah, oh yeah, good. good uh, he's actually really good in the outfit as well. Yes, yeah, I love yeah. the outfit. Yeah. I, I didn't care for Bones and All, but like, yeah. Oh man, he's, he's doing Bones and All. Bones and All slaps. Yeah. Bones and All was the last thing I saw at Telluride before I left, and I was done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was done. That's fair. I, I saw, it was the second to last thing I saw there, and I was just like. This is like it's a big swing that performance. It's a big swing. That's fair. Yeah. I ran from Tar to the Sony Classics dinner, mm. back to Bones and all. Oh, and, okay. Well, you know, you know where that. You know, yeah. It's not that far, but like, no, it's it's it's, a, it's still a trek. Exactly. Well, you know where I remember where I was staying. So like, I yeah. was right by the the theater. Uh, Mark, I stayed right by the Herzog. So oh, love it. it was it was great. And then the, the restaurant that Sony Classics had their dinner at wasn't far, but like it's that like weird turns of like, oh, this is this is not as short as I thought it was. I have like 15 minutes to eat. And mm. they're like, oh, here, sit down with the head of Sony Classics. I'm like, I'm going to be very rude to him because I have to run. Like, <laughs> I got to go watch another movie talking about hockey. He's like, oh, I was in the locker room when the devil's won. I'm like, I can't compete with this. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> Fantastic. I was watching on TV. You win. Um Thank you both for for doing this. Thank you everyone for listening. I'm glad I didn't cough the entire time, <laughs> and uh, we'll do uh, we'll do some more predictions soon. So we'll have to have you guys back after awesome. the uh, meaningless Golden Globes, right? Yeah. yeah which thanks for having us. Not a thanks, problem. Joey. Until not a problem. Until next time, we will see you guys at the movies. Take care. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content. <laughs>